What is up, everybody? Uh, really quick, before the podcast gets started, I want to come on here and, hey, I wanted to thank both John and Jameis for doing the very first ever threesome on the uh, on the Takedown podcast, threesome being three people recording simultaneously. Uh, what kind of happened during the podcast is we gave up a little bit of our recording quality for conversational quality. Uh, so I hope you guys will... Uh, kind of push past that and listen. We talked about a lot of really good stuff. I super appreciate both of those gentlemen. Uh, seriously, both guys, I love to death. Absolutely brothers to me. Um, really quick, while I have you guys here, I hate, 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 hate taking time to plug sponsors in the middle of a conversation. I absolutely uh, hate when other podcasts do it. So before we get started, I'm going to take less than a minute and I'm going to plug the sponsors that make this uh, podcast possible, right? So, of course, our number one, our A1 since day one is phone soap. Uh, what phone soap is, is phone soap is essentially like a little tanning bed for your cell phone. Uh, so you put your cell phone in it. A, it charges your phone, and B, it gets your phone 99.9% sanitized using UV ray lights. Uh, essentially, you got to thank you. You guys are taking your cell phone everywhere. You're taking it to the restroom with you. You're taking it to... Uh, you know, to the bar, you're setting it down, you're spilling stuff on it, you know, and then you're putting it right back up to your face. Uh, so w- what phone soap does is phone soap uses UV ray light. So you're getting your phone clean without using uh, any sort of dips, any sort of soaps, any sort of liquid whatsoever. You're using UV ray lights, super badass. Uh, if you go to their website right now, www.phonesoap.com, and you use the code TAKEDOWN, not only are they doing a Black Friday sale, but when you use the code TAKEDOWN at checkout, you get a pretty sweet little uh, discount too. Uh, in the link in the podcast bio, there's a link for Future Kimonos. Uh, future Kimonos, if you are in Jiu-Jitsu, in Karate, in Judo, anything that you would need a gi for, Future Kimonos got you covered. And if you're uh, one of them no-gi bandits like I am. Uh, they got a bunch of rash guards. They got some cool fight shorts. They got a bunch of cool stuff on their website as well. But you have to follow the link in my bio to get the discount. And then once again, I'm going to plug my buddy Bilal's uh, company. Uh, Bilal was on the podcast with me last week, and he pitched his company essentially. Uh, I've since then kind of communicated with Bilal about my computer, and he's actually helped me a lot. Uh, so go to quicksesh.io for all of your computer issues. And essentially what Bilal and his company does is they will get you pushed through to somebody who can fix your computer pretty well instantaneously. Uh, super good company, and I super appreciate Bilal and what he's doing. Uh, once again, I want to thank all the listeners to the Takedown Podcast, and I want to thank John and Jameis one more time. I seriously love those guys, and I hope you guys enjoy our uh, little drunk rambling conversation that we had. It's, it's a lot of fun. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Takedown. It is the threesome edition. <clears throat> I can already hear you fucking scratching shit off your pad. It is John it Davis. <laughs> it is John Davis and Jameis. Uh, I think you, were, you weren't you were my last two guests, but you were like, within my last three or four. What is up, guys? Um, yeah, so we I basically wanted to save everybody from them having to listen to you talk to yourself again for a podcast because, oof. You didn't like the solo cast? No, I loved it. I just, you know, I got to fuck with you. (laughs) Jameis, did you listen to the solo cast? I sure did, man. Of course I did. Biggest fan. 
Bro, I lost followers after that rant, and then I fucking lost another <laughs> one after the fucking solo cast. That's what you were telling me. Jameis is so much nicer than I am. So what you heard me what you heard me scratch off my notepad was how to pronounce his name. Oh, Jameis. <laughs> oh, we were we were gonna have a conversation about that, but no, it it, it ended itself. We're good. <laughs> You guys are probably the only two people that ever come to this podcast, like, ready to go. Like, notes, like, like you guys are ready to <laughs> dude, converse. I don't have notes. Dude, when I teach my kids, I don't even need notes. I just free roam it. You, you know what I mean? I... So here, here, here's my thing. I, uh, um, well, I'll, I'll preface this by saying, uh, uh, well, Josh, you probably saw the snaps, but uh, I have had a substantial amount of tequila today. I'm on, like, date. <laughs> I'm on like day fucking 18 straight of working. So, you know, it's just, it's, I'm just, you know, I'm just riding it along. Um, <laughs> by the way, before we get too far, uh, this podcast is brought to you by Coors Banquet. Uh, Golden, all right, Golden, Colorado, Rocky Mountain, spring water in your beer. Man, I'm trying to, I'm trying to fucking tweet these guys every single day and they're still not replying. I think they're just going to block me. Josh, I will. Uh, I'll tweet them every day with you if you will do uh, Camarena tequila with me. Oh, we got to, Jameis. What are you drinking? About what? No, what are you drinking? <laughs> oh, what am I drinking? <laughs> oh, you said, "What do I think?" I was like, "About what?" No, I'm drinking PBR today. Did you ever try that PBR what? coffee? Yeah, PBR man, it's cheap. Can we PBR? Can we cut Jameis out? Unless you have like the ninety-nine pack. Like, come on, man. Do y'all remember? Do y'all remember that shit when we were in high school at Beer Thirty? Yeah. Whoa! Oh God! Who was it? Was that? Was that Natty or was that Keystone? It's Keith Stone, my boy. Oh my God! See, I, made, like, See, I actually kind of guy. That's my favorite beer. Jameis. I'm we? actually, dude. Uh, yeah, keep it cheap, man. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Oh, like. oh my. Cheap thrills, dude, baby. Cheap. Miller, Miller, Miller Light, Miller Light. I do like yeah, a lot. Okay, a we we life. can find a common ground there. Um, okay, Anything so but Coors. I'm actually low key drinking Miller right now, but I'm trying to plug Coors like every single day until they give me a sponsor. But yeah, I'm I'm hitting that Miller Light today, boy. <laughs> that a fine Pilsner beer, you know what I mean? I mean, I well, so I've drank my tequila, but Josh, I mean, you know me. I've got my Jack Daniels sitting right beside it. Jameis, I don't know if. if if we had talked about this in our group chat, but John used to wake me up every morning with a bottle of Soco and Sprite, and <laughs> dude, we, we were so terrible in Arizona, bro. I don't know how we got any work done. Cause I'm a fucking beast. That's why <laughs> I do it hungover, even though it was a hundred. I, I I will say I I did not anticipate how hard it is to work hungover when it is a hundred and twenty degrees in a building. See, I can't do that, man. Like. I teach kids, like, I gotta be on my A game. Like, there's well, no hangover about me anymore. Well, yeah, you're, yeah, well, no, you're a better man than I am. <laughs> like, without a doubt. Bro, I threw up in the trash can on the dock one time, and Maria asked me if I was okay, and I was like, yeah, I'm good. She was like, okay, have a good day. <laughs> All right. Dude, hey, who's, who's got the train it, going? It's not, it's not Maria. It's Martha Saldana Gonzalez. Oh, okay, man. get my wife's name right. <laughs> That's your girl. 
I, I need to go back out west for her. Uh, yeah, I love her. Oof. Is that like your wife? I'm, su- I'm sweating. I'm sweating thinking about her. Um, by the way, the train, yeah, that, that's definitely me. But the train comes for you because that's what's, you know, happened on this podcast. This is a, a, um, a threesome train. Oh, yeah, right good one. So, so the, the, the wild <laughs> thing is, so the funny thing for me is that, okay, so I got the train track, which is actually like um, two and a half blocks from my apartment. But when I was a kid, I used to live a house over from um, a set of train tracks. But it was up in uh, Walhalla, Michigan, which is in the middle of fucking nothing. Like, literally, all you have to do... Pardon me. All you have to do up there is either (laughs) jump the trains that you left behind or split wood. Like, it's one of those kind of areas. And uh, the trains are louder here in town with it being two and a half blocks away than it was... Um, when there were uh, a house over when I was in the middle of the woods, it's just so crazy to me. And they, and uh, like, I've learned that Ohio, when they say the crossroads of America, like they really aren't bullshitting. Like I'll wake up for work at, uh, right. Well, my alarm is set for five, but I'll wake up at about four forty-five every day because there is, um, there's a train that rolls through just right around that four forty-five. I'll get another one right around five ten. And then there's another train that rolls through at, like, right between 5.30 and 5.40. Like, it's so frequent. And I'm, like, Troy, where I live, is not a crazy area. But it, like, Ohio really is a crossroads of America, man. Like, it, it is so heavily trafficked when it comes to some of these um, these freight trains that roll through. You know, that brings me that brings me back, actually. The town that me and Jameis grew up in, or Jameis and I, for all my English lit fans out there, uh, we already <laughs> learned that we're gonna fuck that up together. Like <laughs> we're already drinking, bro. I, yeah, this Miller Lite's really good, dude. But it's a little bit harder than my Coors Banquet. I wasn't expecting that, but uh, that no. Coors Banquet it goes down smooth with a crisp flavor. The mountains turn blue on the can when it's perfectly timed. Hey, you gotta get it in the bottle, man. That's the best way to get it. Jameis, are you a beer? Are you a beer bottle or a beer can guy? It depends on the beer, man. Like sometimes, like you just can't be like. My favorite hanging out beer is definitely Rolling Rock. Like, you know what I mean? And Rolling Really? Rock, oh, man. I love Rolling Rock. Roll, Rolling like, Rock ain't bad. I'm not a big beer guy, but I do like Rolling Rock. It is pretty good, especially for a cheaper beer. This is to, to grab and yeah, go. It's, 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 a yeah, good it's good. Beer. Like I said, when I drink it, I'll probably get no more than 10 in me. I'll be feeling good. Bro, so low key, the only time, like, the only times me and Jameis have ever drank together, it's been out of red solo cups, bro. I don't think we've ever drank like cans and bottles <laughs> near each other. That was the night I about set the porch on fire. Bro, we right? set that we set that bitch on fire, dude. Bro, yeah, that was when our friend said that she always worried about me because of my alcohol poisoning. She'd be like, "Some nights, Jameis, I was just worried about you." And she said that was one of them. That was when I had that jug of liquor and tea. That was uh, I'm trying to think when when that night was. That was just a random night, wasn't it? It was when homegirl was house-sitting. Yeah. Because it wasn't even her house. So, you know, I had to go to work the next day. That was pretty I'm shitty. I'm sure I did, too. Or something. I'm sure I had something to do. Man, John, me and Jameis set this uh, this porch on fire, right? And then everybody's, like, freaking out. But we're just kind of like, oh, this is this is okay. You know what like, I mean? Like, I was beyond drunk. That that was in my prime days, man. Like, I would love to go back to that was when I don't want to like say her name on the podcast, but you know, it's, it's our close friend was sitting. Uh, you know, she was sitting on the ottoman, remember? And she just kind of fell back, and uh, we were yeah. chasing her with the pillows. Man, 
Yeah, the yeah, the, I just remember the Porsche thing because she was so mad at me. Yeah, well, like, why did why'd you pour gas on it? And I said, it seemed like a good idea at the time. All good ideas start with gas and fire, though. You know what I mean? That's what I was saying. Like, it, nobody died. John, you were talking about the trains a minute ago. I was, I was just, you know, getting to tell you the town that Jameis and I grew up in had a, a set of train tracks by the library and by the hardware store. And, uh, you know, you'd be out there at 2, 3 in the morning putting the pennies on the tracks. You gotta remember to come back and I, get them the next day. And then I you, never did that. Well, we—you could take these pennies and trade them for like a quarter. And then you know you take that quarter and buy yourself like some like a jawbreaker, like a, like some bubble gum or something. That's small town living right there. That's small town hustling right there. That's why so many See? people. That's why so many people in our town became. Uh, uh, I don't even know a good word. Degens would be a good word. Degenerates, you know, because they were they were used to. Yes. They're trading them flathead pennies for quarters, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, I, <laughs> pardon me, um, yeah, I I never actually did that, even though I had, because, like, next to me was a switching station, so there, there were always cars sitting there, and that's why I said, like, the only thing I had to do for fun was split wood or jump the trains, because there was always cars left. But I never laid pennies or quarters on there, because my dad always told me it will make the train derail. So I, and I believed it because my, you know, it was my dad and he never like, he never really like boldface lied to me or anything. Well, I guess now he did. Now I'm thinking about it, but dude, now you guys had great pennies, but I, dude, y'all so, want to hear, y'all want to hear a batshit crazy story that I don't know if I'm like legally allowed to tell. Yes. Okay. Jameis, are you ready for this shit? All right. So oh, I have this friend that's in the military. Right, and so in the town that uh, that I used to like work in, there's a set of train tracks right by a police station. So my buddy's in the military, and he's like learning about all this shit, like this crazy shit, right? And he he discovers like thermite one day, and he is like, hey, and he's he's typing this to me in a Facebook message, right? So he says, hey, what do you think would happen if I put thermite on train tracks? And I was, oh. like, I was like, I don't know, dude. Like, don't be messaging me. And I literally said, I was like, don't be messaging me this shit. <laughs> so, so then, uh, you know, I kind of brushed it off. I was like, whatever, dude. Like, he's, you know, he's out in fucking Missouri or Montana or whatever. Like, they're not going to think anything of it, right? So, two weeks later, he sends me this long, drawn-out message. He's like, I don't know where you're at, but you need to probably leave because I'm being investigated by the military for what was said in those in those messages and i was like wait what and so so two weeks before he sent me those messages um he had came home like on leave and he had bought like this ar-15 and so of course we were shooting it and of course like we were taking photos of us shooting targets and stuff so so now there's this this government file i couldn't fly for like a year after this like i couldn't fly on like a plane for like a year after this there's, like, a photo of me shooting this AR-15, and, like, there's, like, all of our text transcripts and stuff. So I'm driving down the highway one day, and I swear, a black car pulled up beside me, took my photo with the flash on, and then just bolted away. And after that, I was like, yo, I'm on a government watch list, bro. All because my buddy was, like, bullshitting via, like, Facebook. Yeah, they wanted you to know. They're watching. <laughs> Dude, that's a hundred percent true Everybody's story. Watching now. Well, you know, Facebook apparently like 
like there's like some uh, like court hearing right now, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but like apparently, Facebook has the right to apparently go through any of their users' messages at any given time. Like that's apparently like a like a clause. Like when you sign the term. God. Yeah, dude. So can you imagine like? Hey, no, they're just gonna see so much dick that that's <laughs> if, they go, if they go through mine, they're just gonna see so many fucking dicks. Wait, <laughs> My you, dick in every angle. You're sending you're sending uh, old DPs through the the Facebook Messenger. Listen, man, it's upon request, all right. But why wouldn't you take it to text or or like Snapchat? You know, somewhere it's gonna. This is. Did you not hear upon request? Yeah, true that, Jameis. Is that your move, or you normally wait for text or? Nah, bro, I don't try to do any of that. I'm a teacher, bro. last thing I need is a DP being exposed anywhere. Yeah, I'm an yeah, educator I mean, as well. Like, I but uh, I'm I'm an educator of a different kind. So. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> bro, it's a true story. I had this girl I had this girl on my podcast. Her name's Lucy Power. Uh, which, by the way, for all the listeners listening right now, go check out Lucy Power's OnlyFans. Check out her Twitter. Check out everything. I will support this girl until the wheels fall off. She is a super awesome human, but she is, uh, she's dating a teacher. And so she creates like a lot of content with him. He got fired and they made this huge front page news article in Sydney, Australia about her man being a teacher and him being in like all these OnlyFans videos. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. You just can't risk that. Like there's no, it's just such a weird job occupation. You just gotta be on your A game. You know what makes me really mad? And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking back probably about two years ago. There was that, uh, well, depending on how long you guys have been on Twitter, you might remember. But there was a, uh, there was a teacher who, she was a very curvy um, black woman. She, I'm going to stop just, you right there. I'm going to stop you right there. She was thick with two C's. Three C's, but yeah. So either way, but she like she didn't dress inappropriately. She she it was a very professional manner, but like it was like a headhunt to get her f- fucking fired. Like and that drove me nuts to see like that stuff got passed around social media like that, and that she got terminated because she for the way she's naturally built. Like that bugs the fuck out of me that that can happen. I don't have anything beyond that other than the fact that it's just like agitating. <laughs> I wish I had some like grand scheme of things beyond it, but it's just so frustrating. Like that, I don't know. I hate social media. Josh, you've heard me speak on it. I don't like social media. It's a fake world to me, but I hate that it affects everything in reality. I don't like that uh, that people can do things on social media, such as uh, like express their feelings or or post. Uh, certain content that can carry over into their personal life, which I understand. Like, whenever you take the risk of posting something on social media, because that's essentially an extension of you, right? That's your brand. That's your, um, like, that's you essentially online. I don't like how yeah. that stuff kind of spills over sometimes. Let's say if a, a model, right? Let's say a model has a fake name and a fake account or a, a, an account using this fake name. Well, then somebody at her job at Walmart was to find all these photos and videos then they can, like, fire her. Like, I, I'm not with that at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I just, I mean, because I, I, you know, I get whatever your name is attached to, like, you are, you are representing something, 
Like I, I, I get it, you know, like, especially, you know, within, within my own work, you know, I get it. If I, if I'm wearing my company's logo or I have it on my social media page, like, yeah, okay. I am representing them and they're aligned with me. What I say, what I do, the way I behave is also representing them. But I just, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. I guess I just, since I hate social media so much, it just, I don't know. It just bugs me. Is that what it's like for you, Jameis? Because you are like a teacher and you are, um, like, I guess like held in like a higher regard to like most other professions. You know what I mean? Yeah, I have to be very careful on social media. Yeah. Very careful. Like, even when I became a teacher, I deleted all my other social media just because it was from like college stuff where I was just more wild and stuff. Oh, I, I remember that. Yeah. I was like, well, yeah, I got to create a new one because like I don't live my life like that anymore. You know what I mean? So, and, and that's like another I thing. Just don't, I mean, everything's just so touchy. Like, I just don't post anything. Well, that's another thing part. too. Like, is, I like Twitter. Twitter's my favorite one. Well, that's another thing too. Is like <laughs> I didn't mean to like cut you off there, but that's another thing. Is like people's past will inevitably like come back into the present, yeah. right? So that's essentially like like when you take like a prisoner or like somebody in rehab, and then they completely change their life, and then they come out into uh, like out into society again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're still judged for what they've done in the past. And it's the same with people, police officers, teachers, uh, professions like that, where if, like, you did have, like, a wild past, like, people do try to, like... Uh, yeah, and you know me, dude. I used to have a good time. I used to oh. drink all the time. I used to be a party king, man. I mean, I used to get down. And then, like, now I'm just, like... Because I remember when I first became a teacher, it was, like, a culture shock. It was like, okay, time to get my life together. Well, it's, it's cool too because like I've seen you, <laughs> I've seen you like almost like mature like right in front yeah, of me. Yeah, you know everybody I mean? that's known me for a long time, like dude, you've grown so much, like. And even even John too, like John getting like the promotions that he has, like I've seen you grow too, dude. Like like it's so crazy, like when your friends start moving up in these positions of like, I don't want to say like positions of power, but like in a different social status, like it's crazy seeing how they evolve. And like I've kind of watched both of you do that, which is so cool. Um, but to add to like, kind of like what you guys are saying, like, did you guys see the, the post that I made on Facebook yesterday? It was like, like me, uh, my girl, and then my daughter. But like, you notice, like I didn't cross post it to like Instagram or, uh, to Twitter because like, I'm starting to feel uncomfortable because people are hitting me up from the podcast, which is cool, but people are hitting me up and I almost don't want them to come into like my personal life. If that, like, does that make sense? No, yeah. Sense. I, so, so I have, I actually have a uh, a friend who uh, I won't say her name, but she uh, she started up in OnlyFans, and early on I had uh, there were I I wanted to tell her just kind of flat out that um, like listen, there's a lot of nasty motherfuckers out there, and they're gonna they're gonna say some really wild shit to you. But instead, I just kind of phrases like, you know, you're tapping into a really dark side of humanity, people's sexualities. You know, there's there's some dark stuff that's going to you're going to see a different side of, of, of people with that. And um, she slowly started to see it. But then she saw um, she posted something about well, I, I, I can't remember the exact details, but it was something with her daughters and, you know, activities that they're in and people had said some really rude, crude things, um, and it really affected her. And I told her, I was like, you know, you're, you are now 
a very public figure and you are tapping in you have tapped into a very dark side of humanity and you have exposed your personal life to him and she changed like a, a lot of her um other platforms to private so only people like you know like me like who's who, who have known her for 15 plus years like we are the only people that can now see those um private family moments because of that and um like i and josh i would i would Honestly, I would recommend you do the same thing. I mean, you're probably not experiencing the same thing because you're not a hot woman, but you know, so you're not going to get all the, the 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 crudest things that you know. I, I'm not going to tell you I want to jam my dick in you sideways, you know. But it, it's uh, it, like it, I, I would recommend the same thing as you become more of a public figure because um, for every um, you have a beautiful little girl, you're going to have uh, five others that are very much your baby looks stupid. You know what I mean? Like, and and that's it's the like it goes back to that social media thing, man. I fucking hate it. I hate people that hide behind computers like this. But it's what it's allowed them. You know, we spoke about this on when I was on last time. Is that ego and that safety that people feel through these platforms? Um, they 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 talk pretty heavy um, in a very real way behind something that is not very real at all and it, it it is just it's just sad and frustrating uh yeah like i i 100 agree and like part of it is like i have like like degenerates like you know what i'm saying like not degenerates like i'm not knocking any of my fans or anything but like i have people that are like conspiracy theorists and i have people who are athletes or like i have like all these different people like even though they listen to me and like they truly do invest their time in me like i truly don't know them on a personal level and so like it's to the point where like i don't really want to show them my daughter i don't want to show them my wife and i don't want to open like let's say like my wife's uh dms like to them to to like bother her or like to go on her profile and like see more pictures of my daughter you know what i mean and like even though like i started a separate podcast just for or I'm sorry, I started a separate Instagram just for the podcast. Like, I still was linking people to my direct one for a while. Um, so, it, it, like, it just kind of makes me uncomfortable, bro. It's just one of those things where, like, I'm – because, like, I didn't expect the podcast to blow up the way it does. Like, I'm getting, a, like, a decent amount of downloads per episode. So, like, I understand, like, there's a lot of people listening. And even if they're not – like, even if they're just listening and not interacting, like, I still don't want to open the door for somebody to potentially – come into my life with like malicious intent like does that does that make sense yeah 100 percent. i mean there's uh, absolutely plenty of crazy motherfuckers in the world there really is and like i don't know like any of them like you, you know what i mean like i don't know these people from well, there's Adam. so much easy access too for these crazy people as well that's what it is yeah. bro. well and i i uh i, I always loved <laughs> it's jay and silent bob strike back you know, when they're standing in movies and like, you are the ones who are the ball lickers. Like it's a, in my head, like I'm that person because like I see this like internet, uh, like any critique or anything like that. And I'm like, dude, I would, I would just pop you in the mouth if you said this to me. I'd headbutt you in the face. And then like, but it's like, this is the internet and people are bold. You're across the country. I can't like, you are emboldened to speak this way. And it's just, it's frustrating. I think now on, like, all three of the podcasts, well, four, actually, because I've done two with Jameis, 
uh, one with you, John, and then one now with like the both of you. I think I've I've said the same thing on all four of them now. Like the internet has made people comfortable with um, like saying reckless shit and not getting punched in the face. And like as much as like I'm not like I'm a violent person. Like I teach MMA, but like that's the extent. Like I don't walk around looking to fight people. Like I'm not like an overtly violent person. But, yeah, but like you understand what I'm saying? Like some of these people say yeah. these reckless things that deserve to get whacked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it it's it's really funny because I've always said getting punched in the face is good for you. Like it's really humbling. You learn boundaries. You learn like if me and you had a disagreement and it came to the fact where we were gonna fucking punch each other in the mouth. Afterwards, we would be like, oh, yeah, okay, so he feels very strongly about this situation. Regardless of who came out of it on top, we would be like, okay, this is where this person's boundaries are. Groovy. Let's go fucking grab a beer now. Like, it, it, it used to be you could fucking duke it out with someone, and then you're good. Because you, you understood boundaries. You, it was humbling. You didn't have this false sense of power. Again, going back to uh, the last, uh, when I was on last, you know, now with social media, if I don't like what you say, Josh, I can just fucking block you. I can block you on whatever fucking platform I have, and then right afterwards, I'm going to have a crowd of people going, yeah, fuck that guy. He was so wrong. <laughs> what an idiot. And now my ego gets 10 times bigger than it already is. I'm my own celebrity in my own world, and it's the most ridiculous and shameful thing in my mind because it's, so, it's just disgusting. I hate that entitlement and that ego that comes with all these things. Yeah. Jameis, where are you kind of leaning on this? Are you... Are you under like the same uh, like the same impression that we are? Like social media has made people too comfortable with saying reckless shit, or, or I understand what people say. Like when they say like, "Oh, this is me like expressing myself." Like I completely understand that, but at the same time, like, like if you wouldn't say it in person, why would you say it online? Well, yeah, it's so easy for people to hide behind a computer screen. Though. You mean the convenience of having a big ego is very easy over a screen. You know what I mean? Because people these days are very scared of confrontation, unless it's over a screen. You know what I mean? Like you can't. I can't tell you how many people are just all about this drama over the screen, and then you catch them in real life, and it's nothing. You know what I mean? Because they like, don't. They don't want I'm smoke in real life. Kind of guy. Like I don't really hide behind a screen or anything. I pretty much tell you how I feel. Uh, you know that about me. You know what I mean? I'm a pretty uh, no BS kind of guy. Honestly, I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's a, a fear of confrontation. I think it's a fear of conversation, a fear that I might be wrong or a fear that, you know, if I talk to somebody who's on the opposite side, they might be a human being with human feelings and I might be the villain. I really think it's, I think it's a fear of conversation uh, above anything. And, and if I'm wrong, I mean, absolutely correct me, but I really honestly feel like that's what it comes down to. That does kind of make sense when you actually think about it because nobody on social media wants to be wrong. Like, everybody wants to have the right opinion at the right time, and they want to be the one that's, like, in the right and, like, you're wrong. Like, like fuck your opinion. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I yeah, do actually – go ahead. Nobody knows how to conversate. Like, that, what you were saying, how it's more a fear of conversation. It's just nobody knows how to conversate because of all this technology right now. Everybody's instinct is to go to the keyboard. That's, a, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, you've got three dudes right now who are, we're drinking, and we're still able to, like, stop and let each other, 
like conversate and get the opinion across because a like we respect each other's opinion but b like that's how we were raised too so you, and you got to think like this new generation that is like flooding social media and they're they're flooding the world that sounds bad when i say flooding the world <laughs> but they're like they're flooding social media like they're they weren't raised in that that type of mindset like that type of respect that we were you know what i'm saying because like even though like you guys are a little bit older than me like we're still all 90s babies and we were still all raised decently like the same way like like you know what i'm saying john i don't yeah. mean yeah i know yeah it's, I, I knew you were gonna chime in first <laughs> well my, my like my dad he always taught me like he uh, one big thing for me was i don't like bullies and and, and i eh. I would be I would be lying to say I've never accidentally slipped into that realm to 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 be the bully before. I, I would be absolutely wrong and and I would um I'll I'll own that, but my dad always raised me to A don't be the bully and B don't don't be the instigator. Like if you've got to fight fight for a reason. Like don't don't just be the guy that's just starting shit to and 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 actually, I have a sweet scar on my fucking head from where I was just being a fucking asshole one night, and uh, I I absolutely got what was coming to me. <laughs> like, I've I've always been able to admit like the the fights where I deserved it, I fucking got it. And times where I was actually fighting for something, okay, well it mattered. It, like I I'm not one of them guys, but yeah, I've got a fucking 100% fucking winner record. No, like at, at the times I deserve to get my ass kicked, yeah, I, I absolutely did because I was being a fucking asshole. And my and and it's because I wasn't listening to the things I was taught by the people with the knowledge I needed. You know, I was not practicing humility. I was not fighting for a reason. I was just being, um, <laughs> I was just being a dickhead. You know. Both of you are, are two guys that I highly respect, and I highly respect your opinion. So I'm going to ask you guys this. Do you believe in the law of karma? Like, that... 100%, bro. That what you give then, is exactly what you get? Yeah, nope. Exactly, but then, I mean, sometimes it's just like, I want to believe, but then it's like, damn, karma, like, when's it coming my way? Wait, <laughs> you know what I mean? well, wait like, a second. John just said he doesn't believe in it. So I, I'm, no, a, no, no. I'm a well, new Jameis. Go ahead. Well, don't no. Let Jameis continue on. Don't. No, we'll get to me afterwards. Let I. I, I want Jameis to continue. Uh, we won't focus on what I had to say yet. No. Yeah. Like I'm a full believer in like just how the universe works. Of course, Josh, you know how my theories are about how the world works and stuff. But it's like you feel like it should be that way. Then sometimes you see it, but then it's like, well, damn, it's not karma isn't going the way it should be right now. So then it's like, well what's going on too you know what i mean it's like you want to believe in karma but who says that it doesn't always happen the way karma should see i'm a firm believer that if you put good things into the universe like you're gonna get it in return like you, like, you know what i'm saying like that's the kind of stuff and, and i believe the same with like bad stuff too like if you if you're going around and you're being a bully to people like i 100 percent think that someone is gonna check you you know what I mean? Like, and that's no, kinda... yeah, I agree a hundred percent. But yeah. it's like, and then it's also just how much are you paying attention to karma as well? You know what I mean? It's karma's, I guess, more arbitrary as well. What do you feel is good and what is it you feel is bad? You know what I mean? Isn't that so? That is. Well. Oops, sorry. No, 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 no. I go go ahead and finish that. Sorry. Well, no, that's what I... I'll say. Was not to say bad things don't lead to good things. So 
so how often do we see um, between posts or you know out of people's own mouths where they go, oh, don't worry, karma will catch up with you. Like when people say that, there's a maliciousness to it. There is a vindictiveness to it. People are saying that, hoping, hoping something bad happens to someone. So for me, I'm not a big karma guy because I'm not a spiritual person. I don't believe in this big. Um, um, untangible, omnipresent force that controls the universe. Um, I so for me, it's just very hard for me to get tap into that. But then when I hear people speak, and they go on those 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 little fucking microaggressions, where oh yeah, well karma will catch you. I don't have to. Now you're wishing bad on somebody. That is, to me, if, if karma is real, you sitting down and going, yeah, karma will catch up with you. No, it should fucking catch up with you for saying that because you're hoping something bad happens to someone. You know what? Fuck you. If I don't like you, I don't agree with you, live your life, live it separate from me. And if you do great, awesome. Great for you. If you don't, I'm sorry. You know, what? if I can help you in some way, maybe I will because I, I just, I don't, I just don't believe in, I, 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 I just have a hard time wrapping my head around it, I guess. But uh, and, and part of that is because of human participation. You know, like I said, you know, people say it with this maliciousness, this vindictiveness, this kind of um, superiority. Ha ha ha! I'm I'm the good person. You're not. Suck my dick. It's like where do we draw the line? Where where am I actually the good person? Because uh, going back to it, I might have been a villain in this situation. But since we don't agree, I think you're the bad guy, and you deserve the bad karma. Like, I, that's where I have my problems with it. Well, so to kind of add on to what you're saying, though, is, like, truthfully, like, you could be in the wrong, or, I'm sorry, you could be in the right in your mind, and the person that's actually in the right is in the wrong in your in your mind. Does that, like, does that make sense? Like, you're, you're not, yeah. uh, like, you're not seeing it through the, the entire perspective. You're seeing it from your perspective only. Um, and so, well, you, it, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, and to touch on that, you know, there's there's a quote that I saw, and it was it's generic as fuck, but it's it's um you know we judge others by their actions and ourselves by our intentions. That's a, such a simple statement, but boy howdy, is it fucking true? We judge everybody by what they've done, but we judge ourselves by our intentions. So even if I fuck up, I say, man, listen, I had the right, I I, I had my heart was in the right spot though, but we don't allow others that same courtesy. In a lot of situations. Now, I mean, Jameis, you sound like a very, very gentle, soft-spoken, um, not very nice guy. Josh, I know that you, you, you have a softness to you as well when it comes to those things. We understand people don't always mean bad that they, you know, sometimes we just do the things that aren't the best. But I think we could agree that that's pretty common amongst people where we, we sit down and we, 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 the global, the almighty we judges them for what they've done and not what they intended to do. Now, maybe they didn't intend to be a villain. Who knows? But, but maybe they wanted to do the right thing and the dominoes just all fucking collapsed and they just couldn't make it happen, you know? See, I'm under this impression. And, and you guys both, like, I'm, I'm very close with both of you. Like, you guys know that I'm a very religious person. I believe that karma is one of those things that transcends religion completely. Like, I think that no matter what religion you look at, karma exists in some way, shape, or form. Uh, so karma for me is like being a good person all the time and trying to, um, <clears throat> I guess, like portray the best version of me that I can be, right? And in, in exchange, like, I would hope that others would do the same to me. Um, what you're kind of talking about, John, 
let me just stop right there for a second because I'm kind of like, I have like so many things going on in my brain at once right now, right? So there's this litmus test, right? It's like a, a modern day version of the litmus test. And so uh, essentially what this is, is like a shopping cart, right? So if you're, let's say you're shopping at like Publix, Winn-Dixie, uh, Meyer, like whatever. Let's say you're shopping. Fucking Win Dixie, you know, Billy. <laughs> Let's say you're shopping, I, right? And you, you I have a Win, I have a Win Dixie story for later. <laughs> I, you have this this cart full of stuff though, right? And you wheel it out to your car. You load everything up into the back of your car, right? Um, so then now you you're pressed with this decision, right? To either return the cart, either into the store or to the uh, the return, you know, that's in the parking lot, or you can leave it in the parking spot beside you. It's empty, you know. Let's say for this scenario, it's empty, right? So you're now pressed with this this decision: Are you going to return it to its rightful spot, or are you going to leave it where it's at because you don't believe anybody is watching you, right? So this, the reason that I brought this up is because this actually ties into what you're saying: is we don't know that we're the villain at times, right? So let's say that in this grand scenario, there's you and there's this buggy boy. Right. So let's say that in your scenario right now, you're shopping and you're trying to get home. Your babysitter's staying late so you can go shopping. Or let's say that, that you've got an important meeting to get to and you just had to do some grocery shopping. Like whatever the situation may be. Right. You're in a hurry and you think because you held the door for the little old lady or you you uh, you know, you stopped your, your vehicle in the parking lot and you let her cross. That's your good deed. So you're allowed to kind of leave this cart in the in the spot, right? But then let's flip that and let's say that the buggy boy is standing at the door and he is having a rough day. You know, he one of his parents just found out that they are losing their job and he, you know, he's going to have to start working more hours, whatever. He's having a bad day. His girlfriend just broke up with him or boyfriend, you know, 2020, whatever. So now in your scenario, you're getting home early, right? Let's let's use the babysitter scenario. You're getting home early so you can let your babysitter go as soon as possible. You don't want to interfere in their day. So you leave this cart there, right? You have good intentions. This buggy boy uh, is now going to have to go, let's say, half halfway across the parking lot out of his way to gain this buggy and add it to the rest of the carts. So in your mind, like, you are in the right. But in his in his story, like, in his grand scheme of things, like, you're a dick. Like, does that, does that make sense, like, what I'm trying to, like, convey? either of you like like does that make sense to either one of you like what i'm trying to to get across yeah yeah i mean that 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 all says i mean it all tracks like um because i've i've heard the cart i've heard the cart scenario a couple times you know like just returning the cart to the return like you know it's a simple courtesy but like you don't it's there's no law governing it you don't have to you won't get arrested for not doing it so do you do the right thing or do you just do whatever because it's not really required of you yeah see i used to work at a grocery store for six years so like i fully look at somebody based on if they put their cart back <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I completely look as like, if you don't put your test. cart back, you're an asshole. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I understand certain circumstances, but, like, if you can't walk it that far back, you're an asshole. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and don't so that, be that guy. That's what I'm saying is, like, so, to, to you, this person is an asshole, but what if what if they're leaving their cart right there because they're in a hurry? One of their kids just Well, that's why I said circumstances. Yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? I get it. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not uh, automatically, but, like, if you look like you're just being an asshole, 
you're an asshole. You know what I mean? Like I said, I get their circumstances. It's, a, it's not a... <laughs> It's not a Jeff Foxworthy clean cut. You might be a redneck thing. No, but you might be an asshole. If you leave your car. And like we saw the same people, like because it was a small grocery store. So like I saw the same customers. I knew who was gonna leave their cart. You know what I mean? Like I knew who the assholes were. <laughs> Can so you imagine if you leave your car at a grocery store on multiple occasions? You might be an asshole. Can you imagine just leaving your cart and you just happen to look up and Jameis is just fucking staring at you across the parking lot? <laughs> And this is like back in college, man, when I was smoking a pack of cigs a day. Like, I was raising pain at that grocery store, man. Like, nobody wanted to leave a cart there. All right, you know so. What I mean? You didn't leave a cart at my watch. Let's look at it on the flip side, though. Let's look at it on the flip side. I'm speaking my mind for 725 a month. <laughs> Let's look at it on the flip side, though. Did you get to smoke while you were, while you were getting the carts, though? You know what oh, I'm saying? That's why we ain't got so many carts, man. Hell yeah, dude. So they were hooking you up with a smoke break, bro. Dude, so, yeah, like You see what I'm saying? Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, they had its pros. Like I said, I would smoke my cigs outside. But that's why I smoked cuz that's the reason why I started smoking for the most part is cuz I could get a break from work. I used to work in this uh this gas station. And uh I was 16 at the time and I used to dip uh, smokeless tobacco, you know, snuff, chew, whatever you call it. And uh, so I used to work at this gas station, and I used to love mopping the floors because I could put a dip in, and then I would spit back in the uh, in the trash cans because I knew that I was going to be taking the trash out at the end of the night. But that was, like, my only time. Like, because we didn't get breaks, like, essentially, because you would work such weird shifts. Like, I don't know yeah. if you guys ever worked, like, at a gas station before. You worked some weird hours, so, like, I didn't really get breaks because I would leave straight from wrestling and go straight to the gas station. So, like, like because I didn't get a break and, like, I couldn't dip, like, in the store because, like, we'd have customers coming in and, like, the, the owner would be, like, super pissed. So, I used to love mopping the floor, so I used to tell all the girls, like, hey, don't mop. And I would do that. So, in some people's minds, to kind of circle back around this karma thing, like, to circle back... Uh, in some people's minds, like, these girls are the assholes because they're making me mop every night. But really, they're kind of like my heroes because this is, like, where I can get my little hit of nicotine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, you know, I got an odd question for you guys. This is way off topic, but it is part of my notes, but it caught my eye, and I just wanted to to, to, <laughs> to get some opinions. Jameis, do you have a big nose? Uh... European size nose. I got a lot of European in my family. Like my dad was born in Germany, so I got European size. So you got like like the hook nose kind of thing. No, 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 no. It's more. I mean, bigger than. Oh, you're not. You don't look Italian, do you? Like <laughs> handsome and shit. Oh, okay. No, Thank God. No. <laughs> okay. Well, because I so I have this uh, tendency to ask really odd anatomical questions. Um, in my life, and I've always wondered, like, people with big noses, like, if they ever drank from a full glass, like, do they kind of, like, slightly drown? <laughs> no, yeah, but my nose is in that Oh, fine. Do you have big, yeah, them weird, like, long finger toes? Uh, yeah, my, uh, second toe's longer than my first toe. He got them toe. tingers. Oh, yeah. Do you, so, do you wear them weird, like, those socks where they're, like, uh, they, they have like the finger toe like thing nah, kind of going bro, on. I just wear Nike. <sighs> Wait a second. I they make they make socks like that. Yeah, bro. Yeah, you've never saw those. 
I've he's seen, too young. I've seen the shoes, but I've never. Who the fuck would wear a sock with an individual well, slot? Yeah, for mine's their toes. Like that. So, but that's my thing is I always wondered like, do they like if you got them long finger toes, do you go to the big and tall store to get like special socks? You're trying to find out the market for these things. <laughs> <laughs> I just I I've I've always asked these asked these odd anatomical questions. I got another one, but I'm I I I, I don't know. You know, it, well, it, it it's the right market for it. It's a bunch of dudes. So when you guys are showering, when, so when you guys are showering, you guys are gonna regret getting me out of the bingo hall tonight. By the way, you know the the old man wheeled himself out of the nursing home for this, and now you guys have to have this conversation. But uh, so when you're in the shower, when when you're soaping up your ding dong, do you just like lather it normal? Or do you like a do a like a smooth stroke with a, a soapy hand? And I only ask this because I've had this conversation with others, and they told me I'm weird for my technique. Jameis, you take this one away, buddy. Uh, I use <laughs> like a sponge bro, like a, not necessarily like a loofah, I guess, is what I use. I just, I just clean it like I would everything else. Make sure she's clean uh, like everything else. <laughs> I mean, I don't like, there's no technique. I just make sure it's clean. Oh, uh, man. All right, um, right y'all. So. I don't do nothing crazy. Or, like, there's no, like, oh, yeah, I need to make sure I wash my dick back this time. I'll I'll snap you guys my I'll snap you guys my technique sometime. I would rather you not. Uh, so let <laughs> so let me let me just stop y'all both right there. Right, I've been in combat sports my entire life. Right, so wrestling is a super contact sport, and one of the things that come from wrestling is a thing called ringworm. I don't know if either of you guys have ever seen this. I've heard of ringworm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yes, so, I have a I have a I have an intense fear of ringworm actually. All right. So. Uh, if you don't wash yourself like super properly after like a practice, like ringworm, ringworm is obviously like the number one thing that we're trying to prevent. Uh, so I soap up like probably more than usual. I will literally wash my entire body like twice while I'm in the shower just because I don't want to get it. I remember when me and my wife first started dating, bro, we woke up one morning, she had ringworm on her face because I had competed in like a little alumni tournament and, uh, I had it on my arm, and she woke up. She had it on her face, bro. And nice. So now, there you go, Josh. Dude, right? So she she actually blamed me. Like, that's been in a couple Christmas cards. You know, she just well, wrote that, I mean, you probably should be to blame. <laughs> She's, you know, wrote that in. So so after that, bro, like, I soaked myself up, like, probably three-ish times uh, while in the shower. Like, I, I double, triple, like, I do everything. So I'm probably not the right person to ask about soaping in the shower because I've soaped up in the shower, like, very oddly for, like, the last 10 to 12 years. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm just – I have a streamlined system. I'm just trying to promote it for everybody to see. But speaking of ringworm, so um, when my friends Ashley and Brock, when they got married, um, Ashley wanted to have a um, – it was a shoeless wedding, essentially. Like, the wedding party, we were all shoe, no shoes, no socks. There's a barefoot wedding. She's very uh, hippie, hug-the-earth uh, kind of person. I love her to death. She's the one that painted that don't-be-a-prick painting for me. Um, and the whole wedding, all I bitched about was, like, I swear to God, if I get fucking ringworm from walking around barefoot all day, I'm going to lose my shit. And, uh, like, it was my, like, I, I just had this intense fear of ringworm and I've always called it because it is uh, it, essentially it is it's it's the same worm that causes jock itch like it's the exact same worm so I always called it dick worm I always called it jock worm uh dick itch all these things and I just I I just have this fear of 
ringworm, and it's like irrational, but it's there. You want to hear some karma in real life? I wrestled, uh, when I was in like the 10th grade, I wrestled this kid from North Carolina. He was the state champion uh, at my weight class in North Carolina, and I just fucking tooled him up, bro. Just absolutely tuned him and beat him. And so I'm like kind of like bragging the next couple of days at practice. I was like, oh, well, I, I absolutely ruined that kid. You know what I'm saying? Because I was like, you know, when you're in 10th grade, you're like 16 years old, and I took wrestling like super competitively. I wrestled my whole life, so... Um, so I'm like, you know, kind of still bragging about it. Everybody that, that, you know, in the wrestling room is like, oh, hyping me up, you know. And one day I just kind of looked down and I'm like, oh, I beat him, but he gave me ringworm. And I kept ringworm consistently from the time I was 16 until the time I was like 22, bro. So what I'm trying to say is you said you sometimes you win the battle. You don't win the war. You know what I mean? So you had dickworm the entire time that we hung out in Phoenix. Bro, let me tell you, I had it on my face Gross. for my senior pictures, and I literally had to fucking skip school that day, go to the doctor, get some medication to put on it, and then I still ended up wearing makeup in my senior picture. If I would have gotten ringworm from you in Phoenix, I would have drowned you in the Salt River. Bro, you remember that day that uh, we were in Eric and uh, we were in Eric's hotel room and we were all wrestling, bro, and because they were like, "Oh yeah, we wrestled in California." And I was like, bro, y'all ain't shit. And we wrestled. I was super worried. I was like, bro, if I just gave them ringworm, I'm going to be so mad. So uh, were you with us when we left Cody at the hotel? We were all going to get dinner, but we left Cody behind. Bro, yeah, that was like week two shit. We left Cody a Uh, couple times, bro, remember? (laughs) Okay, so this one, I might be thinking of a different one, but... Bro, wait, Cody I, don't mean, came in. I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm going to pause my side, and I'm going to leave you guys recording. Have a conversation. I've got a pee, dude. I've already killed, like, three of these Millers. Okay. Nice. I got a good one for me and Jameis. What's up, brother? So, okay. So, when Josh and I did our original, um, him and I had, a, uh, you know, our, our podcast, I I went off of yours and his podcast uh because i wanted to make sure it wasn't like a joe rogan you guys were talking about dmt the whole time because that's even though i even though i love josh to death i was like i can see it going that route um and i I really enjoyed what you guys talked about but there was a lot of stuff about like men's uh mental health issues and stuff like that and um, i don't know if you listened to the one that um him and i did but we started talking about some of that stuff at the end of um the podcast him and I did. And actually one of the notes I wrote down because I've been thinking about it pretty heavy lately is like signs where, um, like what, what, what's your sign when you can tell that mentally you are just not doing well. Like you're just uh, like, you can tell that uh, you're, you're, things are unwell for my you. Stress level or my anxiety or my substance abuse. You know what I mean? Like I'm drinking more if I'm not doing well, you know what I mean? Like I can tell, yeah. see my job does a lot for me too. So, like, there for a while when my uh, job was mainly virtual, it was tough because, like, my main part of my job is being the male figure for most kids. You know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm one of the only dudes most of them see all day. And so, like, yeah. when I was just teaching behind a laptop, it was like, damn, like, what am I doing with my life? You know what I mean? Like, this sucks. But my main thing is I can tell. Like, I'm real tired all the time. Like, so yeah. I'm drinking a lot more. I, I can just tell by my mood. Because when I have my job, my kids, I'm like, 100% life is fucking great. You know what I mean? But yeah. when I'm just chilling, it's like, oh, man. Like, if I wanted this, I'd do something else and make more money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I noticed for me, I uh, and and I've noticed this quite a while back. I I kind of picked it up, but um, I start making a lot of phone calls because I'm I've never been like a, and I did make a I, I did make a a New Year's resolution that I wanted to start calling people more to talk to them and and do that. But uh, forever, I I've never been a big phone caller. But the only times I would I would pick up the phone and call people was when I was doing bad, and it wasn't even like. It wasn't people that um, I'm super close to. It was people that I knew had a very close family. Um, they had like the the uh, the nuclear family, you know, a mom, dad, brothers, sisters, and they were tight knit. Those are the people I was calling, not the people that I grew up with. But I would call those folks, and it was like the weirdest thing to me when I realized it. But in my own way, it made sense because of who I am. And I've just been kind of like dwelling on that a lot lately, especially just uh, I've, I've been making a lot of phone calls lately. Part of it is, you know, I just I, I want to live up to my um, New Year's resolution. But the other part of it is that, like I'm, I'm calling people because I need them, not because I just want to chat, you know. No, so and actually, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Way. You know yeah. What I mean? like you were saying conversation just goes a long way in general. And over the yeah. phone call, like I said, pod, this podcast here helps me a lot just to talk to. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, yeah. podcasts are phenomenal. Like, I never even really got on one until I started talking to Josh. I'm like, damn. Like, even just talking to somebody just over some bullshit goes a long way. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'd always wanted to do one. And it's funny because when, um, when, when Josh and I had met, uh, originally, you know, I was like 25. I think he was still 20 or something like that. You know, we're, we're, we're all pretty young and, um, at that time, I had a lot of people telling me I should be, you know, on the radio. I should be in podcasts. So I was a lot more, I don't know, I, it sucks to say, but I, I feel like I was more entertaining back then. Um, but I, I was also a voice that people listened to. And uh, I, I really, really, really always think back to the fact that um, I like having conversations. I don't like big crowds of people. I can talk to them, finding good, sure, you know, at parties, I, there, there have been, uh, uh, there are people in my life that would swear I love to be the center of attention, I do not, I hate it, I absolutely hate it, but if you've, if you'd ever saw me at parties, there are, there are plenty of time where, like, crowds would follow me from room to room, I didn't want any of that shit, but I like having conversations with people one-on-one, maybe two-on-one, whatever it may be, but these close personal interactions because there's an information exchange. And that's my, my biggest thing with me is like small talk, I, I don't fucking care about small talk. There's no real information exchange. I understand the point of it. It's a social bonding agent, but at the end of the day, there's no information exchange in small talk. The things that we do now, especially with podcasts, even if you're just bullshitting and joking and um, just just throwing shit out the window, you know, like me talking about fucking my special showering technique. There's still some some type of information exchange where you can have where something is learned or somebody value, it gets some kind of benefit, you know. That's like partially like why I started the podcast too is because Hey, I, I was talking to Jameis, not you. <laughs> Josh, back off. Man. Oh shit, I, I'll just I'll just I'll just mute myself. No, that's partly why I started the the podcast, bro, is cuz like I love conversing. Like, both of you guys know, like, like I will call you guys, like, just randomly because, like, A, like, I love checking in on people, but B, like, sometimes you need that conversation in your life. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes you have a bad day and you're just like, you know what? I'm going to call 
gonna call my friend John, or I'm gonna call my friend Jameis and just bullshit with them for a minute and, and just check in with them and just make sure that everything is going well on their side. And you, you know, sometimes that conversation, like I know, like y'all listened to the solo cast the other day. Like I came on and I done that because I was just feeling like some type of way, and it ultimately like it made me feel better after doing that. Like even though it was a conversation with myself, like just talking sometimes just feels good. so i'm one of those people i'm sorry john i'm one of those people like i love like like i will promote talking to a therapist or like even oh yeah because because it just feels good to talk you know what i mean like well and here's the big thing is like therapy well i like that nowadays it is a more um publicly accepted thing like it doesn't have the stigma it used to have on it but it's you know it, therapy naaa all these all these programs that people have accessible to them are so far from what we originally thought they were you know when you see it in an 80s movie it's a bunch of people sitting in a circle boo-hooing or in therapy it's a guy laying on a couch saying oh my god my mother never listened to me and really it's just an opportunity to talk it's just an opportunity to get an un party as well, which goes a long way. Yeah, and it's an unbiased party too, because like if I talk to a therapist, there's there's he he has no stake in what I do. Sure, yeah, he's there for a paycheck, but like he 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 doesn't like he has no emotional investment in what I'm talking about. Or he or she, sorry, they they have no emotional investment in what I'm talking about. They really only have that stake to like okay. Here's what we can do. Here's where you're at. You know, have you ever considered this? Or, hey, you know, I hear you repeat this. I hear you echo this. Tell me what that's about. And then you get you get the opportunity to look within yourself and go, oh, man, you know what? what yeah, I guess I never considered this or I never I never looked look at that. There was there was a recovery program that I was in uh, for quite some time. And actually, this taps into um, some uh, my my religious um, hang ups. Um, a, a gentleman that I, that I, um, sought for counsel quite often, you know, he always said, you know, what, what is not transmitted is transferred. So for me, like, I'm not super close to my parents. I love my mom. I love my dad. They did the greatest with what they had. Um, but you know, when you're a kid, y- y- your God is your, your parents. They are your God. They control everything about your existence. And for me, the love wasn't necessarily transmitted or it didn't feel transmitted. So I transferred that to my relationship with a God. And um, it, when, when I started to understand that, um, it helped me understand my, my, really my relationship with my parents, my, 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 um, my stance on religion, not just Christianity, but you know any religion that, that stands out there and... Um, it, it really, my own emotional grounding, what I was really based in and, and, and what I stood firm on, it helped me understand where those things come from. I hope that wasn't too much of a ramp. That felt like that was really rambly, but. I've kind of proclaimed to Jameis, uh, you know, the last couple of times that me and Jameis and I actually talked on the phone that, you know, like these conversations just feel good. Like, just having them randomly, like, organically, they feel good. Even, like, when we schedule something like this, like, this feels good, too. Just, like, having this these, this hour to hour and a half, two hour, whatever window just to talk feels absolutely incredible. I was telling him, bro, like, and I don't know if I told you either, John, but, like, I seen a therapist uh, about two years ago, and she just, like, wasn't for me. You know, she wasn't my style. She wasn't very helpful at all. 
but I still like I understand just how important like communication and like talking and seeking therapy actually is to the point where like you're right like you don't always have to see a therapist like you can find a mentor you can find just even a friend to like talk to and like that shit feels good bro like like even even though like my therapist didn't work out like other people's really do work out and like that's an incredible thing to to hear about is like people having these genuinely incredible conversations that ultimately fix a problem that's underlying or or overlapping their day-to-day life you know what i mean yeah i mean it goes a long way like specific situations like i said we all have our own issues some of us have seen therapists some of us have not it's worked in different situations you know what i mean like i said it's all different strokes for different folks you know what i mean therapy and the fact that we even have options to therapy it's so well known now that it's okay to address mental health that just goes a long way in society in general to think yeah. that to think that some man could be listening to this podcast and he's going through a lot, you know, he might be going through a divorce or alcoholism, which we're, we're probably not helping his alcoholism at all. <laughs> um, but to think that some guy could be going through this and then he hears three grown men talking so positively about uh, like counseling and like therapy, like just think about that for a moment. Like we could truly be helping somebody. You know what I mean? Like you're right. Like the stigma. It has been lifted to a point, but we need to push it that rest of the way. And I think, I think I've talked to both of you about this about ending that stigma on mental health and, and mental health um, awareness. Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm a huge advocate for it, but I but I've always been a fan of transparency too. And to me, it, if I if I'm going to sit here and and talk about the good that I'm going through. I have to be transparent with you about the bad I'm going through. It doesn't mean that I have to sit here and be a bleeding heart or that I'm trying to bum people out. But if you stop, like I, I try as frequently as I can to ask people and I, and I'm not the greatest at it. I I will admit I'm better at it with women than I am with men, but I'll ask them, how are you today? How are you feeling? And if I, if I get some funky answer, like, Oh well, I'm doing this and that. I'll, I'll flat out say, that's not what I asked you. How are you feeling? How are you? Like especially if I know somebody's going through something, and I, I'm 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 very notorious for being hard on people uh, when it comes to those things. But it's because we're so hardwired to not talk about our feelings, or we 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 believe that we're not allowed to feel what we're feeling. That I'll lean on it. You know, if you dodge my question and I'm trying to find out where your mental state's at, I'm going to press you again. And I'm going to ask you until you give me an answer. And even if that answer is I'm not comfortable talking about it, that's fine. I'll accept that. I won't press you any harder until you're comfortable talking about it. But you won't dodge my question because I want to know that you're okay or that you're not okay. And what can I do to help you? That's another thing I've tried to really, really, really focus on is asking people, you know, just let me, you know, is there anything I can do to help you? Is there anything that I can do? Let me know what I can do to help. Because I think that that support goes a long way. And Because a lot of people don't need much other than a, an ear to hear them. So even if I'm saying, like, dude, I've been having some, I've been having some suicidal thoughts lately. You know, I, I, I hid all the sharp objects in my house away from myself because I got really scared one night. It's like, I'm, I'm not saying that I was going to do anything, but I just want to talk about it and get it out there to someone. And I'm using that as an actual example because I've done that. I, you know, there's um, just being able to get it out and express it 
means so much more than tap dancing around it um or then 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 bottling up or saying oh uh, i don't want to be a burden on anybody you know which is easier said than done of course you know because none of us want to burden anybody else with our problems but we have to get it out somewhere there has to be an outlet it's one of the things i really like about the podcasting world is that there there are certain outlets and this one um I mean, we started out just kind of rambly and whatever, and then we got kind of heavy. Hopefully, we we pull out with just like old man jokes near the end. But um, you know, it, there's like a barber shop experience. You know, I, I you two might be um, a little young. I I don't know how much of the actual barber shop experience you guys have. I didn't know about it until I I really sat down and went to a legitimate barber shop. But you know, you walk into one and it's even though I'm not a sports guy, there's like a therapy in a barber shop where it's a bunch of old men just talking about, you know, this, that, and the third. And I remember I, I walked in and I got a pretty nice beard. I got a nice jawline. I like to take pride in it. First time I went to a legit barber shop, dude was like, dude, you fucking suck at taking care of your beard. And I was, I was taken back, but I was like, I respected it. And then it was nothing but like man talk the whole time. You know, it wasn't, it was it was all education for the younger generation, and uh, that's what I believe the, the the podcasting world really brings to um uh, to young men that that are looking for outlets, and maybe not, you know, obviously not to a professional degree. Or it's you got three guys drinking beer and Jack Daniels and just rambling on. Uh, mostly me just rambling on like an idiot, but. Um, it, you know, it, it gives us this avenue to express these things and talk about them and just be a support network for each other um, with, I mean, I mean, me and Jameis don't know each other, but I can I can see here if Jameis had anything to say right now, hopefully I wouldn't cut him off. I know I'm awfully rambly on this, but, you know, I, I, I we it would be a support network. It would be this web where we could all hang on to each other and talk to each other and, and really be accepting of whatever someone's going through. Please, somebody interrupt me so I can stop going at great length. <laughs> No, absolutely. I agree. I, I agree wholeheartedly. And and that's like kind of the thing that like I've got from both of the podcasts like that I've done with Jameis and then the one podcast I've done with you. Now, the second one um, is like, you're right. Like this is uh, like the new age, like barbershop kind of talk. You know what I mean? But it is like it is a network to help people. Like I know 125% like, like I can't speak for you guys, but like this helps me. You know what I mean? Like, if you have a long day, you have a bad day, like, this helps me just coming on here and bullshit with you guys about John's extensive uh, uh, showering techniques. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, it's listen, it's good. I'll, I'll snap it to you. It's good. It's not extensive. It's like a, uh, it's like tickling a thimble, but it, it's good. If you guys that are listening would like to uh, see this, this content. No, 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 no. Please message the Takedown Podcast on Instagram, and I will uh, I'll screen record and send it to you guys because I'm sure that it's, I, it's as terrible as it sounds. I'll, I'll get no no. It's a I'll give you the Snapchat Premium link. And you will pay me, and I'll show you exactly what's going down in the shower. Oh Lord, I 
I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to pass. I mean, I'm gonna plug you no matter what. Like every time that I have a podcast from now on, I'm gonna say, "Hey, you're not pegging everybody. You're not pegging me. You're not gonna subscri- peg me." Everybody subscribe to my good buddy John's premium Snapchat. Premium. <laughs> Five dollars a month gets you a long way. Um, no, Jameis, I'm really Jameis. I'm so sorry to bring your name down with me. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, man. I'll take one for the team. John, I know that you're not like super heavily invested in the fights. Uh, Jameis, did you watch the fights last night? I did, I did, I did watch them. I was surprised Ortega won as dominantly as he did. Man, what a good fight! That was a, that it was, was a he, good. It was a good main event. He punched that other guy so hard. <laughs> Are you guys watching football today by chance? Yeah. Yeah, he punched that. Football. He punched that dude so hard. <laughs> he said, "Yeah, he just he punched him so hard." He threw that ball so hard. Dude, uh, the fights last night were so good. And then football today, bro, it sucks being a Jaguars fan, bro. Dude, yeah, it's t- that's got to be tough for you, man. Yeah, it's, it's pretty shit. John, this is, like, the one time you yeah. should, like, rejoice for not being a sports fan because, like. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so, like, I know Jaguars and Eagles, eh, not, not fucking good today. And I got friends of both, so it's not good. It's uh yeah, it's not been a very good day for us whatsoever. It's not been a good season for us at all. Um, I don't know like how many people actually tuned in to my like this podcast for like MMA news because I've kind of like steered away from it um like quite extensively. But uh man, fucking Brian Ortega last night looked absolutely incredible. Jameis, you think he's gonna beat Volkanovski? Yes. Dude, 100%. That's yep. what I'm saying. I'm saying the Brian Ortega that showed up last night is going to be the I champ. think he's got it. I think he'll be okay against Volkanovski. I think so too, man. I can't see anywhere that Volk could like give him problems. No, nah, I mean, because that's a pretty weak division. Dude, here lately, like it's weak, but it's not. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. weak, it's weak with Volk as a champ, but like I see him losing his belt before any other champ in the UFC right now because I think 100% Brian Ortega takes it. Um, and then you've got, you know, you've got the rematch with Max, and then you have Josh Emmett will be coming back soon. You've got Shane Burgos. You've got Calvin Cater with some of the best boxing in the UFC. I mean, it's it's like a fun division, but it kind of sucks with Volk as the champ. And then you have Yair, uh, Zabit. I mean, you've got a lot of really cool people there, but so weird, man. Did you, watching the fights last night, did you notice they started earlier? No, yeah, it must have been. Was it on the East Coast? Uh, no, it was in like Fight Island, but they started okay, early. Okay, yeah. Well, next, see, the next fight, the Khabib fight, starts at two o'clock. I that know, dude. Part. I'm so pumped for that. I mean, I'm like, heck yeah, that's a great fucking time. That's what I'm saying, bro. That's what I'm absolutely saying. Two Jam- o'clock. Jameis, I don't know if I'm allowed to ask you this. How many fist fights have you been in in your life? Three. Really, John? How many have you been in? Three. Yeah, definitely no more than three. <clears throat> I mean, are you talking about ones that, like, came to full fucking blows, not when we were, we were, like, shoving each other around, right? Like, you mean, you mean like, real deal, like, we were grabbing on each other and getting it, getting busy, right? Like a legit fist fight. Uh, five to seven? I don't know. Something yeah, around there. Not that many. Five to seven. That's still a pretty good number. I mean, three's a pretty good number, too. It's not bad. I mean, but you gotta remember how much I partied back in the day. Like I was due. 
<laughs> to get at least a few. Okay, so that's that's the reason I asked both of you that question is to ask you this next one. How many how many times have you guys been in like actual <laughs> drunken like bar fights? <laughs> well, all of my fights have involved alcohol. Actual, I'm a so actually, sober, peaceful guy. Usually, when I got when I was getting busy, it was usually at like house parties uh, because somebody was fucking with a friend of mine or something like that. More often than not, that's what led to it because I don't like people fucking with my friends, even if they're bigger than me, smaller than me, whatever. I, like I said, I, I've said in the past, I don't like bullies. Um, so as far as uh, yeah, all mine were all mine were like house parties, not bar fights or anything like that, and it was. Yeah, I'll say out of the fuck. The reason yeah. I, the reason I ask is because I was watching this video uh, earlier on Facebook and it was like a little bar fight happening. I've never really seen that many bar fights though. I've seen one actually, well two in real time. The rest of them well, are on like, yeah. Facebook and like movies and stuff. Yeah, most of them are just like guys shoving each other around and then everything gets broke up. Have you been in a lot of those? Oh yeah, I've been in a ton of those. I was the first guy to rush in and first guy to get held back. <laughs> I, See, I remember there's there's one time I was at a party and we uh somebody had sorry I, if I'm pausing it's because I'm burping. It's coming up. Sorry, um, I uh, we were at a party and this guy uh, who who had worked from like he had been up since like 11 p.m. the night prior worked till uh like 7 a.m and then stayed up and then we all went out to this party together he passed out uh in a chair and a bunch of people were fucking with him so we were like dude hey get off him whatever They're like go away come on it, like i i get passed out with the shoes on whatever but this guy fucking he, he works a hard ass job leave him alone and people wouldn't quit fucking with him so my buddy skylar jumped in and he he kind of stepped to the plate and was like was shoving some people around, and then I jumped in because I saw Skyler getting amped up, and Skyler was, Skyler's the nicest guy in the world. My friend Skyler Bontrager is like, he's a saint. Like I, I, I will sing the praises of him, my friend Skyler. So if he's frustrated, oh no, everybody needs to be frustrated. So I saw him kind of amped up, and uh, I, I jumped in uh, to whatever situation we we're on, and this, this, this one guy, I remember he, he jumped in. And he like shoved Skyler and then he ran clear across the fucking house and then locked himself in a bedroom. It's because Skyler's a big guy. Like he he's like six three and he's fucking sturdy. Like he's like built like a tree trunk. And you know, he, I mean Josh, you know me. I'm I'm just small and full of rage. So But I see Skyler get fucking shoved and then I like I ran to the door and I kicked the fucking thing open. <laughs> And then, like, ev just everybody just grabbed. Like, no, this is not what we need to do. <laughs> I remember the very first bar fight I ever seen. Well, maybe it's like the second. Cause I've only seen two of them in real life. I think it was the second one I ever seen. I was sitting at a table at Buffalo Wild Wings, sitting by myself. My girl was at home. She wasn't feeling good. And, and uh, she was like, oh, you, you go out, you know, with your friends. And, you know, just, you know, watch the fights come on back. I'll be, I'll, I'll be all right. And I was like, ah, I kind of feel bad. She's like, no, 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 I insist. I was like, all right, whatever. You ain't really going to talk me into going out and drinking and watching fights. Uh, so I get to Buffalo Wild Wings. What do you know? All my friends bailed on me. And uh, next thing I know, I'm sitting alone uh, at a high-top table at Buffalo Wild Wings, and I'm right behind the actual bar. 
and two of these guys start like arguing very loudly with each other well next thing i know they fall into the floor and they're like hitting each other but they fell into my table <laughs> and knocked my beer over right oh that's it uh, no hey nope and uh yeah so i like kind of stood up and i'm just kind of like looking at this huge mess they've made now my beer my nachos are both in the floor these guys are in the floor and literally the bartender was like are you gonna do something <laughs> i was like I'm probably not, dude. I don't work here. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was like, what the fuck? Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, single-handedly break them up? So I'm just kind of standing there like, well, whatever. I'm just going to let them go. So uh, I went up to the bar, and there was another bartender, and I said, hey, those guys just knocked over my nachos and my beer. Can I get another one? And I literally didn't even, <laughs> I literally didn't even have to pay that night. And I'm literally just standing right beside where they are on the ground at. And I'm just watching these two overweight, drunk guys, like, wrestle-fucking each other in the middle of a Buffalo Wild Wings. And I ended up not paying for food that night. I didn't pay for food or drink. They covered it on the house. Damn, can't beat that. Dude, that's what I'm saying. But I've never, like, the reason I ask is because I was watching something earlier, and it was a bar fight. And I was like, how come this doesn't happen? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it, it happens, but not, like, not near me. Because of the the movie Roadhouse, that's why. I don't I don't ha- I don't have a good answer. Are you talking um, about everybody's afraid of meeting Jean Claude Van Damme, or I'm sorry, Patrick Swayze. Yeah, it's time to be nice until it's time to be not nice, and then he rips out somebody's like fucking esophagus. Do you think and then, you could? Do you think you could take a full on roundhouse kick from Patrick Swayze? <laughs> right now, yeah. Jameis? Oh, okay. No, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> back back in that day, do you think you could take one, Jameis? No, Patrick Swayze is a hell of a man. Uh, well, well, yeah, like I look at him. To like take a roundhouse kick from Patrick Swayze. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a fucking hunk! I mean, am I blocking or am I just letting him kick me? No, no, no. It's it's clear as day. You're just standing there. You're holding your hands behind your back and you just let him roundhouse kick you. How do you think it turns out? Yeah, I'm getting my ass kicked. <laughs> just it's just one though. Do you think he would knock you out or no? Just one. And, you guys have a civil agreement. He says, "Hey, I'm gonna listen, roundhouse kick you." You say, okay. "Listen, okay, hold on." I I don't know where he lands the kick. If he if he if he lands it on the button, yeah, I'm getting knocked out. If he lands it on my chest, I'm getting fucking knocked the fuck down. Patrick Swayze was a hunk of a man. Like if he kicks well, me like that, I, I'm going down. <laughs> Jameis. No, yeah, dude. Like last last I was saying, I'm going down, dude. Patrick Swayze, it, Roadhouse style. But do you think you're losing consciousness, though? If he kicks me in the head, of course. You guys just have. If he been just kicks me in the, in the like, head. just kicks me good, I'm gonna be like, ow, like I'll probably fall down, but I'll probably get back up. Is he? Well, hold on. Important question. Is he fucking that tall blonde afterwards? Oh, right in your face, dude. Oh yeah, I'm blocking the whole memory out. I'm blacking out whether he knocked me out or not. <laughs> That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing, man. You kick, you roundhouse me and then fuck this tall, fucking gorgeous blonde in front of me. Like, oh, I'm I was out. Watching the Bill Murray documentary, <laughs> and uh, he said this guy, I forget who it was, he was the director. He said Bill Murray used to call him at random hours every time he was watching. I think Dirty Dancing. It'd just be like your wife is fucking Patrick Swayze. <laughs> like no matter when he was watching it, he would call him. Just be like, your wife is fucking Patrick Swayze right now. Could you imagine? Could you? Let me ask you guys this. Is there a celebrity, like a, a highly notorious celebrity, that you think that 
you could take in a fight? And then on the flip side, is there one that you think would probably kick your ass? Excluding like fighters, you know, like because Mike Tyson's like an actor part time now, like excluding people like that. I want to hear from both of you. Who do you think you could take, and who do you think would probably give you like trouble? That's a good question. You go. Go ahead, Jameis. Oh okay, God, damn. Yeah, right, go ahead, Jameis. Um, so if I could totally be—is this any era, really? Any well, let's say like modern era. Let's say like well, I, I mean you can throw it back if you want. I mean it's, it's okay. Fun. I mean. I think I could totally take on Michael Sarah easily. Bro. <laughs> you gonna you gonna beat up uh Scott Pilgrim? Dude, I love that movie too, but I think I don't know, I think I'd take on Michael Sarah for sure. I mean I'm not a very big guy. It just depends on like I'm not a fighter, but like it depends on how mad I am. Like I believe I'm gonna love everybody before I fight anybody. Let's but, say let's say this. Let's say that you're you're riding down the road, you're on vacation, and Michael Sarah just blasts his car into the side of yours, and he gets out and says it's your. Okay, fault. well then I, if somebody blasts their car inside mine, I could probably. I think I could take on. If I was to take on anybody. Um, I think Ryan Gosling would probably be. I'd be alright against Ryan Gosling. Whoa! Really? Dude, Have you saw his muscles? I mean, oh man. No. You just John Davis is in the Ryan Gosling fan club. Okay, so maybe no. I'm I'm not. I think he's a turd, but like dude, he was buff no, as shit in a couple Ryan of the movies. Gosling, but celebrity like I mean most celebrities are fairly fit now. You know what I mean? I I understand what you're saying. You think you could take Ryan Gosling though? Like hundred percent? And we'll stick with Michael Sarah. I don't know, dude. I think you could take Ryan Gosling, too. If I was, I mean, I don't know, dude. I mean, Ryan, they're both cool-ass dudes, but, like, I don't know. Let's just say it's, like, do or death. Like, it's you're the last You don't know that. Ryan Gosling would be a fair shot. Mike, you don't know that. Michael Sarah might be a fucking dick. <laughs> what if, he might what? be. He might have a lot of anger build up in that body. So, so the funny thing is, is like, I, and I muted myself because I'm a responsibly human, but uh, as soon as you said you could beat up, like, well, before, when Josh asked a question, the first person that popped in my head was, I could totally kick the shit out of Michael Sarah. Yeah, <laughs> so when you said it, <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude, I laughed so fucking hard when you said that. On the I flip mean, that's side. that's obviously my first guess. On the and flip side, who takes you? Oh, who takes me? I mean... Uh, like thirty percent, thirty to seventy percent of them. <laughs> yeah, like Steve-O would definitely take my ass. I love, I'm a big Steve-O guy. Dude, he would bite you. He'd he'd Dude, full Steve-O Mike Tyson bite your ass ear off, and then like give me a hug afterwards and say he loves. Even, me. well, yeah, that's the thing. Like Steve-O might be sober now, but like Steve-O is a his pain tolerance is insane, and B, like yeah, you know, he he was on all kinds of shit. Like he, you're not gonna hurt him. His <laughs> like, are unreal. Do you do you ever see that thing? It was like a couple months ago. He was like at Jackson Wink, and he was like trying to wrestle with Holly Holm. No. Oh, dude, Holly Holm fucked him up, dude. I think you could take Steve-O too, bro. Yeah, Steve-O's too cool too, man. Steve-O's like my hero in life. All right, but let's here's let's the thing. Just... Like Steve-O would take me in endurance, man, because I, I always tell people like I I joke with my boss now. Like when he gets a little mouthy, I'm like, listen, man, the first thirty seconds. I'm gonna be one tough fucking customer, man. You're gonna have a hard time. That's how you After won 30... females too. If the first <laughs> thirty seconds is fury. Yeah. yeah, the first thirty seconds, I'm gonna be one tough customer. That I'm just gonna lay down. I don't even block. 
All right, so so who do you think is gonna take you though in a fight though, John? So like you kind of you you kind of leaning toward you can beat up Michael Sarah. Who do you think is gonna take you? Okay, if I if I'm just going with a, just a straight up list, just people I'm thinking about. Also, by the way, I'm really pissed off that somebody punched Rick Moranis. Uh, twenty twenty is so horrible that Rick Moranis came out as one ray of sunshine, and then somebody punched him. That's bullshit. Um, but so yeah, Michael Sarah, I, I could definitely kick Michael Sarah's ass. And then, uh, uh, God, if, if I'm picking like the ultimate to beat me up, I'm actually gonna go with somebody I want to beat me up if I had to square up with him, and it's gonna be Arnold Schwarzenegger. Cause what a cool, sto- what a cool story. Well, yeah, but like he's not the Terminator anymore. You know what I mean? He's like, did okay? Did you not watch that guy drop kick him in the back, and then as a seventy-four-year-old man, he barely moved? Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, Jameis, did you see this video? Which one? Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger getting like drop kicked. I did he... that where he gets kicked in the back. Yeah. Yeah, and then like he barely moved. And then the other dude just fell to the ground. Like, Arnold is rock solid as a 74-year-old man. So, I mean, if I'm going to get my ass kicked by somebody, like, I'd, I'd like it to be somebody by somebody that I, I idolize. Or Tony Jaw. Like, Tony Jaw beat the dog shit out of me. He'd elbow and knee the fuck out of me until I was just a, like a pink mist. All right, I should have asked this question differently. Who, what's a celebrity, like, who is a celebrity you would like to beat up? Because, I would, <laughs> oh, dude, I would love Bono! To- Bono! <laughs> Dude, I would love to tune up Vince Vaughn. Dude, you got that dab bot. He's pretty solid. You'd have to, I mean, you'd have to give him some work. Vince Vaughn? Bro, I, I coach MMA, dude. I know for sure I'm tuning Vince Vaughn up. I'm not saying you couldn't. I'm just saying that, like, he. so he's not going to have the stamina, but he's pretty fucking sturdy. He's got that fucking pretty solid dad bod, man. You ever seen that movie Arkansas with uh, the Hemsworth? No, 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 I lived it, though. Yeah, same. Well, no, uh, <laughs> Vince Vaughn got his ass kicked in that movie. So I think I could take on Vince Vaughn. Jameis, you think you could take on Vince Vaughn? Like, as of right now, like, like no. you you being you. One person who I'd like to whip my ass is George Clooney. I would let George Clooney whip me up. And I could not accept that. I would not know. Dude, I like George Clooney. George Clooney's a cool-ass dude, man. Was he, I'm though? a big Ocean's Eleven fan, though. John, mute your mic with that fucking train in the background. <laughs> I'm gonna. You tell him, tell him to just take the night off. <laughs> Dude, there's so many that come through here. Dude, was George Clooney the worst Batman, Jameis? One of them, but I don't judge him as a rule of Batman. He had nipples, but he hated them nipples. Like he didn't accept those. <laughs> you know what? I kind of judge somebody's acting ability on is how well they play Batman. Or how well they play the Joker. So for me, like Jared Leto is a shit actor. That and Christian Bale killed him in uh, in American Psycho, and then, you know, could have easily tuned him up as the Joker when Christian Bale was Batman. Man, I for I forgot Jared Leto was in American Psycho, which is funny because there's been a couple times I've went out as Halloween as Patrick Bateman. Do you uh? Shit, do you do you remember that movie? Like like in full detail? Do you think that it was all like a dream? This for both of y'all. Do y'all think that that it was a Patrick Bateman dream or no? I've never really put a lot of thought into it, to be honest. I 
I don't know. I never really thought about it that much. Jameis, where are we at? I think it's a drain. Really? Yep. I, see, I kind of think so, too. But then, did you ever see they done a second American Psycho with Mila Kunis? That was, like, with the chick with the black hair, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 I've seen it. So they, in that one, they kind of say that it was, like, the... Yeah, they kind of say that it was real. But apparently the director of American Psycho didn't acknowledge that as, like, a legit sequel. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it was weird. The American Psycho is not one of my favorite horror franchises. I mean, it was good. It had its moments. But... You didn't like when he tossed the chainsaw down the stairs? I mean, it was okay. I mean... You know, I'm real picky on my horror movies for the most part. I mean, it was more, I would call it more of a thriller. Yeah, like a suspense. Yeah. You know what I liked the best yeah. about that movie was the respect that Genesis and Phil Collins got. No. You don't like Phil Collins? Josh, come on. I Bye now. You should, you should not be a surprise. Phil Collins is a good drummer. That's it. Bro, I can't believe this. I feel betrayed, actually. In the air tonight, bro. That was my fight song. Yeah. See? Oh, oh, oh. Jameis is quoting the drums. What bro, did I say? Bro, let me tell Incredible you. Incredible drummer. Mike Tyson. Yeah, no. Drums. That's it. It's all he's good at. I don't care anymore. No, it's all bad. He's a terrible singer. Jesus. My ears just got annihilated, bro. So first you send me your Snapchat showering routine. Then you... Annihilate my ears. I did not send you the Snapchat showering routine yet. People your don't know ears, that. People don't know I that. Will, I will shred your eyes individually when that happens. But you, we, we all got our ears shredded. Go ahead and, go ahead and just cut that out where I sang. But it, it, <laughs> it was exactly, it's exactly what Phil Collins sounds like when he sings because Phil Collins is not a good singer. He's an amazing drummer. He is an incredibly... Um, he he's a very musical drummer. He's very in tune with what the song needs. Singing, no, no, he is not, not at all. He's a terrible singer. He sounds kind of like this when he sings most of the time. You know, when you sang, when you sang, I don't care anymore. A minute ago, you actually sounded pretty good, dude. You could lead like a, let's say, like a Phil Collins cover band that only plays at like fairs and recreational events called In the Fair Tonight. You know what I mean? Wow. Wow. That's a big genosis for me. I should... <laughs> I should copyright that before any of my listeners take that shit away from me. James, no, no. If Go ahead and let your listeners take that because that both of those were garbage. <laughs> Jameis, you said that that wasn't uh, big on your horror movie scene. Have you ever seen this movie called Unfriended? It's on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah. I have not seen it. So Netflix is hit or miss with the horror movies, man. Like, Dude, they so, really are. Like, some of them are good, because I'm a big horror movie guy, but Netflix is hit or miss. Like, have you ever seen the movie The Descent? Uh, Where the chicks go in the cave? The It's like 2015, right? Yeah, that is one of the best horror movies I could ever watch, tell you to watch. And Netflix has it every year. But The Descent is such a good horror movie. Or As Above, So Below. Bro, if you haven't watched As Above So Below, you need to watch that now. That's what I was about to say. As Above So Below is so good. John, are you a horror movie fan? 
Um, I mean, kind of. Like, I, I'm not, uh, I won't say that I, I, like, dedicate my fucking October to them, but I do like a uh, decent amount of horror movies. Jameis, are you dedicating your October to horror movies? Uh, yes, sir. I'm a big horror movie guy. We should we should do this threesome again, but only after we all three consecutively pick a movie and then watch it, and we should just come rate it. The Terrifier. What? I've heard somebody... <laughs> I went on a date tonight, and this girl brought up The Terrifier. She's like, have you seen that? I was like, no, but I've heard about it. She said it was wrong. You know what? So here's the thing. It, it, <laughs> it, is, a, it is a cheesy... Um, it's, it's, it's a B movie, but it's actually really good. Like for, for, for what it's worth, it's actually a really good movie. Um, yeah. Like if I was, if I'm staying in the same spirit, I'm going to recommend everything evil dead. Um, I love all the evil dead movies. I love the evil dead series. Um, I, 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 I would love for us to all speak on that. If Josh has probably known me long enough, he's probably heard me say groovy plenty of times um the boomstick baby yeah, yeah shop smart shop s smart Jameis, have you seen the evil dead on netflix the series ash vs evil dead pretty good ash vs evil ash vs evil dead is really good so it's the actual series the evil dead movie though whoa the, the the remake or the old one the new one the new one's so good bro okay so we're we're all talking about different things right now. Jamie, you're talking about Evil Dead, uh, the remake in 2013, correct? Well, yeah. The movie with the two guys. What's it, that called? It's Ash versus Tucker versus Evil Dead or something. Right? Oh, oh. Dale, Dale and Tucker. Dale and yeah, Tucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about with the Evil Dead. I haven't seen the TV show, but I know the remake that you're talking about as well. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah, we're, we're talking about a couple different things, but yeah, like, Ash, Ash vs. Evil Dead is a TV series based off of um, movies that were released in the mid-80s to uh, early 90s, uh, Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and then Army of Darkness, and then Ash vs. Evil Dead was a series based off those that was released, like, 2015 or some shit like that. And uh, it's all got Bruce Campbell in it, who is, you know, known for being a B-movie actor, but it's just all highly, pardon me. It's all pretty highly entertaining, but it's 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 cheesy humor with cheesy horror, but it's done well enough because Sam Raimi is an incredible director that it, it's very well put together. Can I just derail our conversation right now? Have you guys both seen The Human Centipede? Nope. First and second one. I haven't saw either of them. You guys were both so quick to answer with such different, like, polar opposite answers. I don't like anything involving shit, so I, I like, I really don't, I, I don't talk about taking shit, and I don't watch anything where people are eating other people's shit, so, like, I, I literally clock out right there. I'm... <laughs> See, let me tell you, let me share your, a secret with you guys. When you hit an hour and 30 minutes in a podcast, some people are still there, some people have tuned off, so now I feel like this is the... Greatest time to bring this up. Y'all ever seen Two Girls, One Cup? Y'all remember that shit? Back when I was in high school. Joe, nope. you remember that? What? I didn't watch it. <laughs> it no. was the ultimate no. horror movie. <laughs> but there was, um, so at, at the time, there was, okay, so there's Two Girls, One Cup, but then there was like the Pain Olympics or something like that that came out at the same BME time. Pain Olympics. 
Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Jameis. And the dude had like what his dick shredded with glass and stuff like that. Like there was, I, I, I watched. Yeah, I I watched that. I didn't watch Two Girls One Cup. I I told you I don't like anything to do with shit. I don't fucking play around with that. I don't well, for whatever reason I'm weird about anything with shit. I remember watching a guy tow a truck with like his nipple rings. Did y'all ever see that one? I did see that. Yeah, that still haunts me to this day. I feel like I might have just PTSD'd a lot of listeners the second that I said two girls, one cup. Jameis, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Bro, that was some scary times on the internet, my boys. John, you have notes, right? And we've we've dude, we've derailed this conversation so many times. John, what do you have on your notes that uh, that you you need to bring up? So we we you know we did the signs that you're mentally unwell and uh how to pronounce james's name odd anatomical questions and my shower technique uh <laughs> i got a lot of really dumb notes i'm not a note-taking guy like i i can't express that enough i'm not good at fucking notes i just write down bullshit in like three words and then hope that i remember things like there's uh i i wanted to pick back up for uh toxic mas- masculinity round two and uh, uh, a petition against Bono from our, our uh, YouTube conversation previously, because there was a petition against Bono that went around for a while that was, uh, if enough people signed, he was not allowed to publicly speak anymore for his misguided, um, for his misguided causes that he'd always lead people to. Um, Only fans, sugar mamas, um, respect your elders. I think respect your elders actually came from your guys' podcast. Cause I don't believe respect your elders. Uh, mo- most of our elders are pieces of shit and they don't, uh, they don't respect anybody. Um, so I don't believe in respecting them because they're rude. I don't, I don't like the, uh, uh, respect. I'm not going to respect you until respect is earned. I don't like that. Um, but you should respect everyone, but most old people are rude right from the get go. So they can just get the fuck out of here. They got three days left. Anyways, old people are gone. X's, being short, vulnerability as a man, uh, vibe, words like that. I really, dude, I wanted to strangle you earlier. Like, your vibe attracts your tribe. I wanted to kill you. So I actually used that just because I knew it would trigger you on some some way or another. Jameis? Yeah, yeah. Jameis, are you one of those guys that uses terms like been there, done that? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I've been there and done a lot of things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, back in you, my day, like... See, I like that. He said back in my day. I like Jameis. I you, see it. You know what I really hate is, like, when people say, like, how are you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm, uh... Gosh, what is the, what is the one that people... Oh... Living the dream. I'm here. Living the dream. Yeah, I hate that. I hate when people say I'm living the dream and they're just like standing at like a cash register with like dead eyes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. This is not the dream, buddy. This, so this actually goes back to what, um, I think it was when Josh, when you paused yourself earlier and me and Jameis talked, um, I had said something about like, I don't like small talk. That's small talk to me. Like that shit doesn't make sense to me. In my brain, my brain does not process those things. So I have those little scripts where it's like, oh, another day, or oh, I'm living the dream, or I'm here. That those, all those things, they don't. There's no information exchange. There's no value to those conversations. I get small talk builds social bonds, but they don't really fucking matter in the grand scheme of things. So when you hear people say that, it's like, yeah, you can see how miserable they are. I just wish they would say, dude, I'm fucking miserable. This shit sucks. Will you please give me some value to my day? 
I just hate those little those little euphemisms like been there, done that, living the dream. You know what I mean? Like I just I hate those little things. Because I'm kind of with you. I don't really like the small talk. Like if if we're if I'm checking out in the line and I say, "Hey, how are you?" and you say, "Oh, I'm living the dream." Oh, you you kind of just seem like a dick. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's because we like talking so much. Like I know like the three of us, like I can call Jameis at any time, day or night. And me and Jameis can have like a thirty minute conversation easily. And I know that I can call you and like me and you would have these long conversations easily, bro. Like we love to conversate. But there's a right lot of there people, though. Yeah. But you there's a key word. Conversate. Yeah. There, there's, that stuff that stuff is small talk. It is just filler. There's no substance to it. It is just to make a passing to move on to the next thing. I don't function off that. That's why, it, and, and, and you two are people that are of substance and of value. And that's not to say that people that um, can thrive off small talk, um, that they don't have any substance either, but it's just not how I operate. It, it's, 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 I'm... I'm wired different than that. And uh, you gentlemen, you know, obviously appear to be, Josh, you know, I, I've spoken with you enough to know that you're wired different than that as well. Jameis, you appear to be as well. So I'm going to get both of your opinions on this. Do you guys press those people to like kind of conversate more or do you just leave it alone? I just leave I, it alone. If you don't want to conversate, it is what it is. Yeah, I, I go with whatever the person seems comfortable with, you know, if if, if they don't seem like they want to expunge more pardon me if they don't want to expunge more then I, I i won't press them to because they clearly don't seem comfortable with it i'm all about comfort with people you know if you're not comfortable doing these things i'm not going to be the one to make you uncomfortable i like it guys i'm going to ask you guys a very weird question what is dating like for both of you i know that you you had wrote down on your notes john something about dating um no, I didn't. But go ahead. <laughs> uh, I would it. like to ask. I would like to ask you about listening, Josh, because you, you it's wrote, in my notes. You wrote X's, okay? Okay. You wrote X's that pertains to dating. <laughs> uh, John, Dave, and and Jameis, I'm going to ask both of you guys the same question. You guys kind of. I would like, like Jameis, Jameis to go first. <laughs> okay. Cool. What is what is dating like in the 21st century during COVID? Like for both of you, what is what is this like? Dude, dating is so weird right now. So like, uh, it's it's completely different. It all depends about who you date for the most, especially during a pandemic. Pandemic dating is weird because there's only so much you can do during a pandemic. You go out and like I said, um, it's a lot. It's a <laughs> it's a lot. You know what I mean? Like you really gotta figure out who you're dating and why you're dating them too. You know what I mean? Like. I'm at the point in my life where I'm not dating just a day. You know what I mean? Because I'm like 28. Like, I'm getting older. You know what I mean? And so we have to be on the same page in our life to fully want to date right now. Because like I said, I've done my year. I've done plenty one-night stands to save my fucking life. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not a huge dater. Josh knows me better. He does most people. And I'm not one to date. But it's just, it's different, man. Like, a lot of it's, like we say, a lot of it's all over technology and technology dating is just so much different than in person face to face john um i guess well so i had a i had a whole script prepared until you uh 
phrased it specifically towards the, the pandemic. Um, but there, there was a, uh, there was a young lady that I was seeing, um, shortly before, um, everything with the, the, the pandemic had fully kicked off. Um, and then we, we had continued to hang out when, when, uh, you know, we were in the thick of it and the stay at home orders were all there. And, uh, it, it, it's, um, it's interesting, you know, the, the, the dating world right now is, um, I mean, with that young lady, I got, I got the benefit that we're still, we're still, um, very close. I, I just told her the other night, we, we had hung out a couple weekends back, and I just told her the other night that Dayton's more beautiful with her in it. I absolutely adore her, and, um, but we, we, we had kind of stopped hanging out in our romantic capacity, um, but trying to, uh, pick things up from there um it's gotten a little nice that like in ohio regulations are pretty loose so um, if i want to meet up with somebody i still can and it's not a big deal um but i've i've also always been the type like you know we can hang out my place your place i'll cook dinner and then um we can see where the night takes us so I, I guess I can't say much has changed for me um, because I've always liked to do those little um, very personal um, kind of uh, connections anyways I like it I like it I understand what you're saying uh, and the reason like the reason that I ask is because you you wrote down X's on your on your list but it just kind of made me like think that like both of you guys are uh, like single gentlemen during this like pandemic uh, like time in our lives and like I don't know like I just imagine that it's so weird because of all the like the restrictions like you got to think like a lot of these first dates aren't gonna be like normal first dates now you, like, you know what I mean a lot of my first dates uh, started with sex, so <laughs> um, uh, for me it was uh, things didn't change too much in that end. You know, uh, I guess when I when I wrote exes here, it was always one of the interesting things for me that like I'm friends with everybody I've slept with and um, everyone I've dated, and that's kind of where it came from. But uh, I, I won't try and stamp on anything else that we've started up here. Jameis, are you in the same? Uh like world as John where like you're friends with most exes and like people you've, you've had relations. It with? just depends, man. Like some of them I'm friends with, some of them I'm not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just hit or miss, man. Like some of them still think the world of me. Some of them think I'm a complete piece of shit. So would you kind of, uh, would you kind of like acknowledge that towards like growing as a person though? Like what we kind of started the entire conversation about though is like, they met you at a time in your life where you were completely different. And John, um, I feel like you're probably the same way too. Is like these people have met you, and to eight, like to add on to what you're saying, like you're so friends with a lot of them, is like because you have changed. Well, um, part of it is I was actually, you know what? I'll, I'll I'll go back really really far. My I learned from my mom and my dad. Um, my dad cheated on my mom when she was pregnant with me she said no we're done she, and she's the type that when she says she's done she fucking means it but anytime you see my mom and my dad in the same room they're still in love they're still best friends they're still just 
I, I caught him flirting on Facebook one time. I said, uh, 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 nope, 20 years ago was the time for this. Don't, don't fucking try it now. You know, like you get, you catch them with each other in that conversation and, and, and that's just how it is. But I learned from them that as a child that you don't have to be enemies with your exes. And for me, when I was in a relationship and it wasn't going right, I, I learned that, okay, the romantic aspect didn't work, but the platonic aspect always did. We were great as friends. We just were not great lovers. And there were some relationships maybe I should have ended sooner. There, there's actually one uh, recently that just got, well, not recent. The relationship wasn't recent, but the mending is recent. Um, probably probably my, big, my, my relationship that ended the worst. Um, one night I just, uh, I just kind of drunk dialed her off fucking Facebook Messenger. And we talked for like three hours and we hammered out a, a lot of shit that uh, we needed to get out where I was right, where she was right, where I was wrong, she was wrong. Um, and after that, we were we were fine. It's actually, I think I've sent you before the link to a, I thought she had wrote this diss track about me and it was a beautiful fucking song. But, uh, it, oof, buddy, it was tough. But uh, she finally clarified where no it wasn't exactly about me but just coincidence how it lined up but I uh no I, I don't know I, I just I've always had those moments where uh I, I've learned to end things before they're a catastrophe and uh to salvage the good because just because we don't work out romantically doesn't mean that we weren't good friends and I think it's really important for people to understand the difference in, uh, because so often we find ourselves where, um, it goes back to that. We need to be right. We need to win. We need to win this argument. And no, man. Okay. I, I, you know what, uh, romantically, whatever it is, you, you think this, I think that we can't work it out. That's fine. Let's end it there. Let's not hang on to this thing until we hate each other. And that's that's always kind of been the blessing that I've had. It's very mature. I actually, I really like that. And that's that speaks like volumes on like your character as well. You know what I mean? Uh, I won't pat myself on the back too hard. I. <laughs> I mean, you should, but you know, whatever. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I. It's just it's just what I've learned, you know. I I love the people I love, and and I, if I can save that, if I can save that love, then that's what I want to do. Um, I don't whether whether it means it's romantic or platonic or whatever it may be. I want you in my life because you're somebody who's mattered. You're you've made an impact and you've made a positive imprint on me. This whole we need to hate each other for eternity thing, no. No, we're not going to do that. We're adults. We can figure it out. We can be together in a different dynamic then. Just because we have had sex or we've been romantic with each other and it failed, okay, whatever. Our friendship was great. I like that, uh, I like that ideology. It's very, very mature of you. Very mature of, uh, of both of you. I mean, I, you know, when, you, like, when you're in a relationship with someone and that moment in time you know people change every single day uh whether it be like mentally or emotionally um so like i like that the understanding i like that understanding there 
uh, I really like your, uh, I guess your mentality, like on that about how because, like I was saying, like before the recording stopped there for a minute, people change and like so do, uh, like people change mentally and emotionally, you yeah. know. And so for you to like kind of cut something out before it gets toxic or before it gets bad, you know, that just says a lot about you. And it's did you know that's did that's, it? Go ahead. Sorry. Did it catch where I had, um, where I had spoke about my reconciliation um, with the relationship that probably ended the poorest? No, um, where it had stopped, uh, I was actually commending you, like while it stopped. We had a Wi-Fi problem for all the listeners uh, out there who might have noticed that because once you get so far, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Once you get so far into a podcast, you can't re-listen to the whole thing and then edit it. You know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. you know, you guys know how it is. You know, we're a grassroots podcast around here. So, one of the things I had said was, um, yeah, okay, so you had commended me on um, on that behavior, but, you know, I had mentioned that uh, my one of my relationships that had probably ended the worst and not really, like, just the relationship itself wasn't great. You know, uh, we... I, I, to this day, I still look back. I, I absolutely adore and love this woman, um, and we had spoke on our to each other. Um, I, I had just randomly sent her a Facebook message one night, and then um, uh, I called her off Facebook Messenger, and we talked for about three hours, and we hammered out some uh, very difficult issues. Some uh, some where she was wrong, some where I was very wrong. And um, our perceptions just needed to be corrected. And uh, it, it was really good because it actually um, it reinvigorated kind of a, a flame between us just as friends. Um, even even we still didn't agree on a lot of things, um, but we were able to sit down and we were able to discuss them. And it, I, I, can, I can still sit down to this day and say that um, I'll just say her name. You know, I love Amanda. She's amazing. Uh, she's an incredible girl, and 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 whoever ends up with her is going to be a very lucky individual. It just won't be um, it w- it won't be me and her because we're not compatible in that right. We, we were compatible in other areas, but just not that one. Um, I think people could 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 do really well to um to not hold on to, to not harbor some of them feelings that we harbor against people just because, uh, you know, we feel, oh, they wronged us, they hurt us, they this, they that. It's like, okay, well, it's sure, an emotional connection wasn't there, but this goes back to that karma conversation, you know. It, it, okay, we broke up, so now I wish all these bad things on you. Karma is going to catch up with you because you hurt me emotionally. Who the fuck are you to dictate the universe's existence against me? I now deserve to have the fucking hatred of the universe thrown against me because we didn't emotionally agree on something? Get the fuck out of here. Like, that shit to me, it just shows a very, very, very clear um, lack of emotional intelligence and accountability. Um, And and it will always stand... Now, um, uh, unless... Of course, your ex beat you, 
they raped you, they um, cheated on you, you know, something where they were actually an abuser, those are, those are the excusable circumstances, but you guys just didn't get along, what the fuck ever, like, get over it, grow, grow up and be an adult, get some mo an emotional intelligence, and hold yourself accountable for what would happen, um, and that's what I got to say about fucking exes and relationships, I guess. <laughs> you know, uh, and not to cut you off, Jameis, if you had anything to interject there, but but one of the one the thing that you're kind of speaking on right now is uh, very comparable to you ever had somebody cut you off in traffic and immediately you're like oh I hope you get a flat tire like I hate that mentality you know what I'm saying like it's hard not to like in your anger and and your, in your animosity like be be like oh I hope you get a ticket or oh I hope this or I hope that but that's I mean that's but you're like, somebody you're someone that believes in karma why would you do that no, no that's I don't. I don't, I don't believe in karma. I don't have this religious belief. I don't wish bad things on people, period. It's a, it's a character trait. It's a character trait. It's a self-control thing. Go exist however the fuck you need to exist. Far away from me. Right, that's what I'm saying, though. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's like you don't wish any ill intent on anybody just because you, you couldn't get along. And that's the same thing I'm saying. Like, who am I to say, oh, because this... Tom, Dick, and Harry cut me off in traffic. Like he should, he should suffer like a, a flat tire or something. You know what I'm saying? It kind of it, it brings us back to exactly what we we're talking about—the karma situation. You don't know what someone else is going through, and that's the same thing with like a, like a relationship too. It's like it might end um, in like a weird manner because you're not emotionally or mentally on the same like the same level. But that doesn't mean uh, it doesn't mean that you should wish any any wrongdoing or anything bad towards them you, you, like, you understand what i'm saying no yeah i agree 100 percent. but that's just part of growth as yeah. human beings as well once we realize we shouldn't wish bad on other people it's really growth itself you guys ever notice too when you live your life like that like when you live your life uh just like i guess like overall like more like happier like you're you're not wishing bad on anyone you are you're doing all the right stuff like you just feel better it's, I, I want to say, focus on yourself, but not in such a selfish way. It's just you, you are living to exist. There, like, you, sure, you might have a purpose, but you are, you are living to continue to, um, God, I wish I had a better way to fucking word this. That didn't sound so selfish. Because when you say living to exist, you know, it's just like, oh, okay, well, you're going through the day-to-day -day that's, that's what I'm saying. This but. is one of those conversations where, like, it's hard to find the right words for. Jameis, you soft-spoken, beautiful wizard, you. Say something. <laughs> say something smart. <laughs> um, I mean, it's not necessarily living to exist. You're, it's like me and Josh has talked about before. It's living to benefit, I guess. To benefit but, more than just yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I say, uh, there's got to be something better than that because that, again, that's another one that just sounds we're selfish. Benefits on, on the. We're, we're, uh, to build. You're living to build, not destroy. Fellas, I like both of your. Your mentality on this on this scenario. Uh, Shut up and pick a side, Josh. <laughs> well, unfortunately, that's what I was about to say. Unfortunately, we're gonna have to pick this back up on the next threesome because, uh, you know, if you if you make podcasts too long, people don't want to listen. If you make them too short, people don't want to listen. But yep. listen, I, uh, listen, man, the the Joe Budden podcast will go three and a half hours. People listen every time. 
shit, dude. I know whenever I'm listening to Joe Rogan, if he goes more than an hour and a half to two hours, you know, you sometimes lose me in, in you know, if, in translation. If he has, like, Neil deGrasse Tyson or Russell Brand, I'll listen every time. But, actually, while we're talking about Joe Rogan, eh, because I didn't bother to do my due diligence, admittedly, did you pull off fucking Spotify? I have not pulled off yet. However, I seen something earlier. About Lame. Oh, no, 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 listen. I think this is going to be the, the deciding factor because apparently a podcast got posted to YouTube at a certain runtime and then the Spotify runtime was completely different. It was very shorter. So if that is uh, the case, I'm going to pull my, uh, my podcast October, from Spotify. October 1st wasn't the deciding factor. Okay. Apparently not. I can't, I can't get any <laughs> good information about the about the situation but i do want to let you right. both i want to let you both have one minute to leave the listeners with something from this podcast right. james go you first you want to go first no you go first you're smarter right, cool. than me uh so yeah uh the main thing i want to leave everybody with this podcast is make sure to benefit the youth of america like i said as you guys know me if you've listened to me before i'm a teacher and I want you guys to know that in order to change the world, we must start through our playgrounds. We have to have the younger ju- the younger generations. We have to be better role models to them and help adapt to our world and become better generations of our – or better products of our generations better than we have ourselves because we cannot progress as a human being nature without progressing those before us <coughs> or after us, I should say. So yeah, take care of your kids and make sure the kids are healthy and that we live our lives through the children. John Davis, the red carpet is yours, buddy. <laughs> no, you know what? Um, Jameis is absolutely right. You know, we, we, we need to take care of the future generations. Here's not to get political, but you know, obviously the election is coming up, things are happening. I'm not voting for me. I'm voting for the fucking generations behind me. And I'm not even old, you know, like I, I'm not old. I'm voting for the people behind me because the reality is I'll probably fucking die before I see the repercussions of even this old generation before me. But the people behind me are the ones I need to worry about. My baby sister, my little brother, all them people. That's who I need to give a fuck about. Um, you know, I, I really need to consider those things. Um, on a funny note, you know, we, we, we are living through a pandemic. I, I would like to think that we're um, all doing okay um, and that I, I really wish America would take it more seriously. Um, anyone who rubs crystals together and wishes these healing things on them, rub your crystals together and stay far the fuck away from me so I don't catch whatever you think you're healing. Pardon me. Um, keep your vibes and your tribes away from me. Um I've had a lot of fun uh, on this podcast. I feel like, uh, you know, I joked the last time I was on that uh, people are going to be like, these fucking guys, there's no funnies in here. What the hell is going on? I really feel like they're probably going to look at this this time. They're, they're drunk, and they talk about a lot of serious shit. Screw it. But um, I really hope everyone enjoys it. Um, I know that I've absolutely had a great time talking to both of you. Josh, I always have a, a fantastic time speaking with you. You know, you're like my little brother. And uh, Jameis, uh, you seem like a, uh, just a genuinely very, 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 very good guy. And I have all the respect in the world for the educators of America. Um, I love all the teachers. And I respect, God, I, I tip my hat to everything you guys are going through right now because I know everything changes day by day so um without rambling any more than i've already fucking rambled tonight uh I, i'm sorry i've occupied so much time but um 
I love you guys. I, I'm so happy. Thank you for the, the time you've, you've allowed me, and um, I can't wait to do it again. And uh, both of these guys, I have the links to their social media uh, in the bio, permitting that they are cool with that. Uh, you the fuck I do! <laughs> you can get in contact with these guys. I'm going to have both of them back on the show. We're definitely going to do another threesome again. Uh, check out their I, solo episodes. Uh, uh, I will give James's private email up now that I have it. <laughs> Once you give me that private Snapchat, man. Uh, don't, I, don't worry, I got you. Guys, this has been an absolutely incredible episode. I just want to leave my listeners with one thing, and I know that I'm going to have a couple more podcasts from now until the election time, but definitely get registered to vote. Get out and vote. Change the world. You, you have the power to do this. Um, I just want to let everybody know. I love YouTube guys, by the way. Thank you guys for doing this. And uh, everybody just fu- just fucking chill out, right? This yeah, is 2020. I, I, I don't – Go ahead. I don't, I don't want to uh, white-splain or vote-splain to people, but, again, like this – the vote this, – this election is not really going to affect the fucking old people. The old people that have, like, three years left, fuck them. Like, I, I, I hate to say that. Well, no, 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 no. I've been polarized my whole life. I don't fucking care about the old people. I care about the people that still have fucking 70 years left in their life that need to live with the repercussions of what my actions are going to be. And I think that every one of us, it's our responsibility not to think about ourselves, but the people behind us. So while I don't want to vote Splain, I think we need to fucking consider that. And me as a white man, I need to consider people that I'm not going to be hurt by this election. I need to consider the fucking people that will be. And I will mic drop at that. Uh, to add on to what he said, everybody take care of Bam! everybody. <laughs> take care of everybody around you. Uh, remember, you might not know what somebody's going through, man, so just give everybody that little pickup that they need. Uh, Jameis, John, I love the shit out of both of you. Hey, this has been E-L-E, phenomenal. Man, everybody love everybody. Hey, Jackie Moon shit right there. Everybody love everybody. Hey, for real, though, it has been an honor. 